Brando, I finna slam dunk. Get big on you fake pumps. That bump in the fake pump. Bitch, fell for the pump fake. Got him talking like first take. Get it right on the first take. Hit the hole in the first. Uh, I hope the audio good for y'all, for y'all watching and listening because, uh, you know, I had to uh, wing something I ain't did in a long time. But, you know, I feel like my skills done uh, stepped up since back when I used to do it and had horrible audio. But as y'all see already, man, we got Stan the Man on here, man, for the Stan the Man pod. What's good? Uh, Stan, Stan actually told me he uh he liked the new thing I'm doing with the pod, the in pod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bro, what kind of podcast you like, bro? I'm asking everybody this. I listen to a little bit of everything. Uh, So I like what y'all do. Uh, What y'all do, what would I call that? I would say somewhat on the lines of uh, comedy. Um, Real life stuff, because y'all definitely have some real life podcasts. Yeah. Um, Y'all kind of briefly, you actually kind of got away from doing music. You don't do music as much anymore, which is cool because, I, I mean, ain't no big deal. Uh, I actually like the perspectives kind of kind of direction, and that's what you've been doing more lately. And honestly, that's been making me tune in. Like, it's, like as soon as you drop it, I listen that same day yeah. for the most part. I or if I got something going on. Like, for instance, today I knew I had something going on. So I was like, I'm going to save it for this day so I can listen to it while I'm doing this or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's my favorite ones. And I'm going to be honest, ever since, like, you had Big King on there, that shit has been, like, every single episode. Yeah, fire. bro. Me and Big King like peanut butter and jelly, bro. Yeah. For real. That's my nigga, bro. Uh, Big King, <laughs> I told him I told him I was doing this podcast with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, was like, he was like, bro, Stan's probably the best man in the world. <laughs> no lie, he literally not, said that, man. bro. Nah, that's what he said. He said, "Stay in the best man in the world." But uh, see, Big King, remember you from um, from a while ago when you was in a relationship. So he, so he always feels like you go through the worst things in the world. Mm. Mm. Okay, I can. Un- okay, from that point of view, I can understand. Like, yeah. Wait, hold on though. So I met him before, like in real life. Yeah. Okay. A couple times, you probably just didn't pay no attention, and he was around when like. When, like, you had an issue with the ex-girlfriend or something. You know what I'm saying? Got it. Yeah. So, okay. So, he'd be like, bro, stand, stand, best man in the world, go through the worst shit in the world. How you feel about that statement, though? Um, I'm, I'm different from what he remembers then, so I can, <laughs> I can, but I, if I look back, I can, I can see why you said that. I definitely put up with a lot of shit that I would not put up with now. Yeah. So, um, that's why I said, let me think on that. But now, now that you're bringing up that, but you know, he also watches like the podcast that I do with you also. So like, you know, he's seen the one we did about your brother. And then he also, um, you know, I, I told him about your recent situation. I don't, I don't know if you want to talk about it. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. So, uh, I told him about that and he was like, bro, like he, he really freaked out. He was like, bro, the saddest thing about this world is it doesn't matter how much good you do, how good of a person you are, and how much you care about elevating and bettering yourself, things just still can happen to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not... I believe in karma, but I don't think that's affected by karma. I think that's just a victim of the circumstances. Yeah. Unfortunately. So, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, let's... um, Bro, let's get into it. What, what's been going on since last time we did a pod? How long has oh, been? Uh, I think it's I think it's been a year. Yeah, we. Or was it twenty? I don't know, bro. I know last time we did the pod was when I was at TJ house. That probably was a while ago because TJ and I had like three houses since then. 
So we did that one, and then we did one with the other guy when y'all came to my crib. Which yeah, one was first? My nigga Kel. Uh, the the Kel one was more recently. That was last year. That was this time last year, actually. I know that. Got it. Right. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, that makes actually yep. You're exactly right. It was in January. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then that was yeah. So it's been so a it's year. been exactly one. Been year. exactly a year. So what's been going on in those last twelve months? <sighs> um. I'm trying to see which one of them I want to dive into first. Uh, I'm a, you know what, man? Fuck it. We'll just get right into it. All right. So, so um, let's see how this started. I would say 2019, um, I started noticing I was having like vision issues and I was like squinting a lot. Um, I was getting like really bad migraines and shit. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, I thought it was, you know, you work in the office and, you know, you're looking at projectors and screens and shit all day. You just kind of think that happens as you're doing that eight hours plus a day uh, for years at a time that is just, you know, kind of come with it. And I've never had vision problems in my my entire life. So um, I went to the eye doctor. And when I tell you, you know how you go to the eye doctor, they have the letters, you know, you have it from like the smallest to the biggest. I couldn't read a single letter. Right. Now. So I was like, okay, that that kind of shook me a little bit. I was like, I don't even understand how that's possible because I'm looking and I could, it seemed like I could see things clearly, but I can't read a single letter. And I'm like squinting and everything trying to read it, not even like the biggest letters. So that was like, um, so I'm like, damn, okay, I'm going to have to finally get glasses. That's what I'm thinking. They like, um, we're going to actually set you up with a specialist. I was like, for what? And that was like, uh, you know, because they did the, scanning the eyes and stuff and it was like i can't really tell what's going on but whatever your situation is glasses will not fix this i was like okay so we go to a specialist they do further tests they do like literally x like a version of the x-ray like behind like in your eyeballs and stuff so they show me and they come out and the first thing the doctor says have you ever suffered head trauma no, not nothing I could think. Nothing that serious or nothing like that to affect that, especially not within the last couple of years. So, um, so they was like, uh, we want to get an MRI done. And I was like, what what exactly is making you say this? And then so they, they laid out the x-ray results and it was like, from what we can see, um, your optic nerves are damaged. Um, they were like, it's like completely pale. And it almost looks as if something like either hit you from behind your eyes or is pushing up against your eyes from behind your eyes. So some time go by, COVID happens, you know, time just kind of escapes us. Um, I start a new job and I get new insurance. Uh, The issues was still happening. So I go to get the MRI done and it was like, you have a brain tumor. Mm. and um, it got, like, shit got real, real quick. Uh, so we, he, te- he shows me the video, and he was like, okay, so you see where it's located. He was like, this is the size of it. This is four times the size of what it should be. And I was like, bro, I was like, I don't even understand, like, how, he was like, honestly, if I'm looking at this, this looks like it's been growing for years. Um, and you really are seeing the effects of it now because of 
how big it's gotten that it's literally pushing into your nasal cavity and it's pushing into your optic nerve. Um, so I was like, okay, so where do we go from here? And he said that based off of what he was looking at, that they're probably going to have to do surgery. Um, they're going to have to do neurosurgery. And so he referred me to two, it was two different neurosurgeons. It was one in uh, downtown Atlanta and there was one that was like in Marietta. Um, so I go see the one in Marietta first. Um, they, you know, they confirmed the, that there's probably gonna have to be surgery, um, because of how big it is. Um, but then the other one in downtown Atlanta, and that's the one that I'm still uh, with right now. He said that he wants to try to see if we could shrink it first. And if we can, we're going to, we'll go from there, but he doesn't want to do the surgery route. Why? Because of where it's located, one, if I never got this issue resolved and figured out, I could have gone blind. Like they, they said, I could have gone blind. If I got the surgery, I could have possibly still gone blind. I could have had like gotten to the point where I have not seizures and strokes, um, like a bunch of shit. So they was like, let's we're gonna try with this uh this uh medicine treatment. Uh, this these this pill I have to take like twice a week, and I'm still doing that now. Um, Is there side effects of the medicine? Um, not really. Uh, there's not really side. Nah, it's not really side effects of the med. No, yes, there is. Um, I was having migraines. This shit was making my migraines ten times worse, mm. especially for like the first like six months. Um, because what it was doing is just it's reducing the size of the tumor. But in doing that, it was like almost kind of creating like a void of where that space that it was occupying. So the optic nerves are kind of shifting. The nasal cavity is shifting. All the stuff is shifting around. And like it was causing my, like, I mean, I would have migraines for damn near a whole day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of gets into why I stopped drinking. Um, so I actually haven't drunk since like March or April of last year. Oh, I feel bad because I just said something about it. Nah, that's cool. I wouldn't drink anyway. I, I mean, you, I, I'm still around people who drink. I don't yeah. feel no way about it. Like, I, uh, you know, I, I didn't been to the bar with people. I didn't, you know, all that stuff. It, it, it doesn't affect me because I didn't, it's been so long now. It's been over eight months or, you know, it's close to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, yes. So, uh, they had me doing the medicine. And what happened from there? Um, I've been having to do MRIs. I've been having to go see a neurosurgeon, um, uh, endocrinologist, and even at a time that I was seeing a urologist. So here's another crazy part about this. And this is one of the big things that I wanted to talk about on the podcast. Uh, Another big uh, effect by where this brain tumor is located, it literally was affecting my hormones to the point where my body wasn't producing testosterone at all. And when I tell you no testosterone, like, uh, I think the average man, I can't remember the units, but it's supposed to be somewhere between like 300 and like 900. Uh, that's like how, whatever the range of units that it is. Mine was probably at like two or three. Like two? Not number 200. Two, the number two, two. three. On the flip side of that, um, there's another uh, hormone called prolactin. Mm-hmm. This for men is supposed to be like, I think it's up to like 20. 
like zero to twenty or something like that. My shit was four thousand or something. So this medicine, um, in reducing the size of that is uh reducing the size and, and like basically removing it from blocking the testosterone production and uh I think it's called LH. Uh so the way that works, um I'm I'm gonna try to explain this as best as possible. You probably got some medical professionals that watch this, so they you know they can correct me if they uh. But the best way I can explain this, you have the brain, and then you have testosterone, which goes down to the testes, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have this uh, hormone producing agent called LH. Basically, the way this works, the prolactin level is in normal range. This allows the LH to produce testosterone. And what it'll do is, once the LH is in a normal range, that'll produce enough testosterone until it gets in a normal range, and the LH is shut off, almost like an air conditioner. You turn the air conditioner on 71, it's 74 in the room, it's going to run until it's 71 in the room, and then it's shut off. And then if it drops below that again or above that, then it'll turn back on again. Mm -hmm. That's So that's kind of how this works. With the prolactin being where it is, not only was testosterone not producing, but LH also wasn't operating. So, what they tried to do, um, they tried to, uh, in addition to taking the medicine for reducing the tumor, they also were giving me testosterone treatment. And it was working. But here's the problem with that. Test so, test giving a testosterone booster or replacement does not solve the LH problems. It only just adds. So that's like, imagine adding a fan in the room, right? It's only affecting that one portion of whatever. The problem with that is, it's not a long-term fix. It's not like me taking that and then let's say I take it for three months and my testosterone is at normal levels. The moment I stop taking it, it drops again until LH is actually producing on its own again. <clears throat> the other part of that is it can shrink your testes, it can cause you infertility, and it can cause you um, testic uh, testicular cancer. Mm -hmm. I was like, what is the purpose of me taking this if I think I'd rather just not even have sex or nothing like that and just let this process uh, play out the way it needs to play out? And then once all of that stuff is resolved, then... Uh, and everything is producing on its own, then I'll be good. Because here's another part of this conversation. And this is all in the span of since the last, what, eight months? Mm -hmm. The other part of this conversation with everything that I just uh, said, they basically said that at the point that I'm at right now, I wouldn't be able to have kids if I wanted to. Um, they was like, if you ever plan on having kids, that I need to actually speak to them about it because I would essentially have to go through some type of extensive treatment, which they would have to get a recommendation to even get this treatment done. And then that process in itself could even be like two years. Um, so that means, let's say if I met somebody like today and, you know, saying we vibe and we kicking in and all that and we decide that we want to have kids. Me and her having that conversation, I can't even guarantee, even tr like, really, like, giving a real effort to try at least two years from now. So, 
I was like, what's the, what's the, so in my head, I'm like, well, what's the point then? Like, if even okay. trying to doing, yeah, if doing all of that, I was like, I'll just ride the process out and you know, it is what it is. Um, now it's not to say that it's definitely not for a lack of effort. Cause I mean, I've had girls definitely try to holler at me, asking me why I'm single. Um, and you know, of course I go to the gym and stuff. So I see, I definitely see, you know, girls is fine and stuff. And I'm like, yo, you know what I'm saying? But in my head, I'm like, I would really be wasting this girl time for real. And so, like, I kind of try to be self, uh, selfless in that manner and just like, you know what, I ain't because, you know, she might be ready for something that I, I can't even deliver on. You know what I'm saying? Just being honest about it. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, so, like I said, I stopped drinking and everything uh, when it came to that. Um, it's been difficult. I ain't going to lie to you, bro. Uh, like, I got uh MRI and like, Two weeks from now, um, I actually got a, a eye appointment next Monday. Not not this upcoming Monday. Next Monday, I got a meeting with the neurologist uh, this upcoming Thursday. So it's like that shit, man. It's tiring. It's expensive. It's draining as fuck. It's just like I don't know. So we gonna see. We gonna see. But that's kind of the extent of all of that. Man, I got a lot of questions. I yeah, go ahead, you, man. I wanted to get all that out, and then you know, yeah, oh, whatever yeah, you want to yeah, ask, bro. Yeah, yeah, I was, um, I was, I, I was tapped in. I was engaged the whole time you were talking. So, um, first question is, um, so you having a lack of testosterone in that time period, even though you didn't know that you had a tumor, how was that affecting your sex drive? Damn near non-existent. To be honest with you, and the reason why I'm really asking you is because I'm like maybe me and Big King need to go get go, go get some shit I mean, to get out. It's it's worth. I mean, it's worth the ch- it's worth it. I mean, Bro, it's worth the check at least. When you hear this next pod that we got coming out, it's a very sexual pod. It's it's, it's called the misogynistic pod. That's gonna be the title <laughs> of it. Okay. And the way that Rello and Cooks was talking about sex, I haven't felt that way about sex since I was a kid. That's why hearing you say these testosterone levels, I was like. Maybe we all should go to the doctor and get our testosterone uh, testosterone le- uh, levels checked because you know I always been an advocate for for men getting their prostate checked also absolutely and everybody laughs at me and be like oh you like your booty played with and it's like bro <laughs> nah we all gotta do that too yeah but I'm the only one that's done it bro that's crazy like literally in my circle I'm the only one that's done it every time I try to get them to go do it mm-hmm. they be like okay <laughs> I'm like bro can we please be mature. About something, bro. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> no. Nah, um, so, um, the testosterone levels was low. Um, uh, you kind of spoke about the dating thing. So, mm-hmm. with with the chances being slim of you having kids, because you know doctors always say that, and sometimes people have miracle babies. Like my baby brother's a miracle baby. His dad busted his balls mm-hmm. when he was a kid, and they say he'll never be able to have kids. And my baby brother is like six foot five. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> so not only did he have a kid, he had a super kid. <laughs> that, that's pretty crazy. But um, how has that affected your outlook on like relationships and stuff? Um, I'll be honest, man. I mean, at this point, if until I get all that, like until my testosterone and all that stuff is back in normal, like normal ranges and stuff, I don't really see a purpose in doing it, because uh, to be honest with you, sex is the this is called spade to spade. Sex is a big part of relationships, and you on borrowed time if you you know what I'm saying if you with somebody 
then you're not necessarily sex uh, uh, pleasuring them sexually, um, especially like not on a consistent basis. You don't borrow time. Uh, yeah. They gonna either step out or they gonna end up just leaving altogether. Does um having a low testosterone count, uh, quote unquote, give you ED? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, there's ways around that, of course. Like I said, they had me taking taking the testosterone treatment, and that I mean. That shit kind of over overcorrected because I ain't like some days like I got my shit be literally like it's like taking a Viagra or something. I never actually took a Viagra. <laughs> Why is that? Though? What's the what's the science behind that? Um, I think because of the fact that we still we still so young mm-hmm. that it's like just a little bit of like a boost. Like for instance, if a young man take Viagra, it probably worked ten times better on us than like somebody who's older. So oh, yeah, I've been there before. Yeah, so then that's what I'm saying. So this is almost like the same, this is like the same <laughs> thing of doing that, except um, you don't you taking this every day. So imagine every single day you waking up, your shit like rock hard for like hours at a time. Like it shit was hurting, bro. Like it felt like I was like getting stabbed in the fucking stomach. I'm only, I'm only laughing because, bro, I, I I took a little piece of Viagra one time, mm-hmm. uh, and of course, Tomo was a part of that story too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um, <laughs> because our boss our, our boss gave it to us mm-hmm. and you're right it was hurt <laughs> that shit hurts bro like when this like once you get past like two hours you're like alright man you can go down now like yeah relax relax, out, bro. relax bro. like I'm trying to watch I'm throwing some Spongebob or something like, God, I need you to go down bro <laughs> yeah man like it I mean bro it was one time it was so uncomfortable dog my like, I promise my shit was hard for, like, half the day straight without going down. Peeing no matter what, bro. I was like, dog. I was, like, almost praying, like, please go. <laughs> and at that time, I was like, I don't even know if having a woman around would have really helped. Like, if I would have bust off and all that, would that shit have finally gone down after that? Or, like, I don't know. I don't know either. That's it. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a weird situation. Yeah. So, I was like, I don't know, man. But I, that, I honestly just stopped taking that because of what they taught me about the other part of it. And I was like, man, let's just wait till we get this shit naturally straight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bro, so um, moving forward, what's your outlook on relationships? Like, you don't feel like you can be in a relationship at all because because sex been, been, been a big part of it? Yes. So basically what I want to know is like, how do you how do you navigate through life with everybody being so concerned about relationships and sex and things like that? Like, what have you found important in life without those things being on the list anymore? Learning about new things. So one of the things is working out. Um, so since last year, I've lost 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been a big focus. Uh, school. Uh, started school, uh, going back to school for electrical engineering. Uh, so currently having 4.0 right now. I'm not in school this uh, this um, term right here, but I am going to go back in, in uh, March. And um, so that's another thing, of course, work, you know what I'm saying? And just really just honestly building bonds and stuff like with my friends and family, you know what I'm saying? And just kind of just learning other stuff about the world outside of relationships, not consuming myself. And I feel like, honestly, I, I spent a lot of time in my younger years uh, consumed with relationships and worrying about that. That it's been kind of refreshing to not have to deal with that, to be honest. Because uh, it's a lot of, I mean, don't get me wrong. 
there's a lot of good that come with relationships and having somebody. But honestly, it's a lot of stress that come with it too. And not having to deal with that part of it while going through everything else, it's been kind of refreshing to be honest. You know what I'm saying? How has this changed like your outlook on on, on life? <sighs> That's a big part of it. Because uh, um, it's... If I if I'm being honest, like it, I've had some really really dark moments over the last year. Um, so I've really got. So you you got to think, all of this happening was what not even a full two years after my brother died. Mm-hmm. So if you mix all of those things together, um, honestly, I just kind of look at life like it's it's borrowed time. So it's not like this thing of we're like, yeah, I can't wait. You know, when I get 50, I'm going to do this. When I get 60, I'm going to do this. You're really lucky if you get the next day for real. And that's just being honest. Now, with that being said, it's not necessarily say to live reckless. Like, you still want to kind of plan out and have these things, uh, you know, trying to have a trajectory to certain points. Like, all right, like I'm going to school and all this stuff. This is for an end goal. If I wasn't worried about the future, I wouldn't even be doing that. However, I do realize that at any day that that shit could be over. So you kind of have to exist in the moment now, but you can still plan for the future at the same time. How do you balance that, though? Um, I mean, you just try to balance it as best as you can day by day, really. Like, like, like I still, I, I put a lot of focus in living in the moment right now because I will be honest, and I told you before, when I listen to your podcast talking about um, like time, like like not uh, not giving yourself time, like free time, really, like mm-hmm. you just working and working and trying to chase the bag and trying to get all these things that everybody talk about, and you realize that life passes you by and you look at like, damn, what have I done the last six months besides work and do all this other shit? I ain't really did shit, and you kind of you know that shit, that shit, you know, it could be that that could be depressing, so. Honestly, since that particular moment, like I had a moment, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I know you've been saying that since you turned thirty that you've been like crying and shit. I ain't gonna lie. After I listened to that shit, I actually sat in my car and cried. To be honest with you, for real, yeah, I did. Cause See? I was like, I was, cause at the time I was like really going through it, like at work, like feeling like I was like overworking myself, and then like the second I get off work, I'll go off and like start doing Uber and shit. Like right before work, I'll be at the gym and shit. And it's like, when did you leave time for you to do anything? I mean, it's like I ch- tried to make myself enjoy the things that I had to do. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do anything outside of that just for leisure. You know what I'm saying? I was like, if it's leisure and there's nothing productive, I don't want to do it. It has to be productive and then I can find a leisure in that. There ain't no fulfilling life to live, though. At all, bro. It's not. Man. Bro, I'm <clears throat> I'm glad because I, I I say this all the time, dog. I say like sometimes you feel like you uh you uh talking on deaf ears. So, but yeah, if it's a hundred people in a room and only one person actually listens to what you're saying, take heed to it, and you know moves on, you kind of did your job. Right. Like I told I told uh the pod that's going to come out Tuesday. Uh, you're going to hear it. We all basically ask a question about. If you gave if you gave a hundred niggas twenty thousand dollars, how many of them you think gonna have some money? And like blue, the only one that said like twenty percent. The rest of us said like five, two percent. Bikini said zero percent, of course. 
I wouldn't say zero, but it definitely between zero and five. Yeah, it's, it's not gonna be high. <laughs> I said I said two people, and and, and I can see that. That's kind of me being optimistic, saying 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 two people. But basically, you just gotta feel happy about one person being able to take the information. But uh, I really want to know, bro, like what when you have these dark moments. What keeps you positive? Because I'm gonna be honest, you're one of the most positive people I know. Like your your whole outlook on everything is 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 always well, except for when we had conversation about women. You'd be pretty much on the same page as me. That's without positivity. Now I'm not gonna say it's negative though, but it's more realistic. And yeah. I'm just being honest. And I I mean that could come off negative uh, if you want to talk about that. But um. So I posted some a few months ago and I was like, honestly, me kind of stepping back from like engaging uh, in relationships and stuff is really giving me a lot of time to watch stuff from the outside. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what I've been seeing and listening just by having a conversation with different people, you know, obviously seeing stuff online, uh, hearing other podcasts and stuff like that, but just talking to people in real life, uh, like going to the gym and and you kind of listen to people talking stuff, doing Uber. Yeah. I hear, like, I, I I pick up wives. I pick up husbands. I hear what they talk about. Like, when they with each other, when they not with each other, like, I hear it. And uh, it's a lot of mess going on out there, bro. <laughs> like, it's a lot of mess going on. Yeah. And uh, honestly, uh, I had this conversation with a group of friends the other day. I said that um, I think a, lot, a large part of what everybody's seeing with these relationship issues and stuff is that our culture, it just in general, uh, it's a it's a lack of tolerance, like stuff that they're willing to put up with, and it's because of how much access they have to everything else. It's like if you feel like you always can do better, you always have an option, then you're gonna be less. Tolerable. I hear that a lot, bro. And it's not just for relationships. Cooks think actually of, spoke on that last part. Think of jobs. You and back in the day, like our parents' time, a lot of them got jobs and they stayed there 10, 15, 20 years. You don't really see people in our generation doing that. They 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 get pissed off with their supervisor. They leaving. They going to find another job tomorrow. I'm gonna be honest with you though, Stan. I like that. It's not a bad thing. It's not a really bad thing on the relationship part either. It it can be, but yeah, the relationship part kind of different. I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with that. But like the job thing, I like the fact that our generation has so many options that it's like you can go in there and say fuck my boss. Mm-hmm. Not like Antonio Brown style, but like right. you know, Wolf of Wall Street type shit. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a good and bad to everything. And and I say that even with the job thing and with the relationship thing is because it makes you so intolerable, you might leave something that's let's just say ninety five percent good over something that you know that's five percent that was bad and then go to a situation where it's seventy percent good. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna jump around trying to find something that's still as good as the other one. You might not even be able to get that other one back. So you're gonna keep trying to find something that's as good as that, and might not ever find it. And then you're gonna end up in this revolving door of leaving and jumping in a new situation. Do you think like our generation don't work as hard as our parents' generation did, but we maybe work smarter? <laughs> I can't speak to the work as hard part because I think our society in general have made things to where they're easier in general. Mm-hmm. So even if you go in factories, factory work is still hard, but it's not as hard because so many things are automated now. 
You know what I'm saying? You go in a fast food restaurant, a lot of these things are automated. You know what I'm saying? So even though you might work the same amount as hours, you might work the same amount of, shit, you say years. Like if somebody worked at McDonald's in the 80s and they worked at McDonald's in the 2020s, they could work the same amount of hours, but the level of the level of effort is going to be significantly different because of how much automation that we have today. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could press a button on the soda machine, and that shit will pour the rest of the soda by itself. You don't, some of them you don't even have to press it. I've seen people put a cup in some ro- rotating mechanism, and it'll literally pour whatever they typed out to put in there. Yeah, I've seen that before. You know what I'm saying? So it's a it's a it's a big difference. Remember, you remember back in the day where people at McDonald's used to bring trays out the tables? Yeah. You don't see that shit no more. <laughs> the uh, fucking machine you type on and you go come pick it up whenever it's ready at the uh, at the front thing. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so I say all that to say, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's definitely people out here working hard because you got people that still work a lot of hours. They work two, you know, two jobs and have a side hustle. You know what I'm saying? So there's people still working hard, but it's just not it's not the same level of effort, in my opinion. Yeah, um I I don't know, bro. I just I feel I feel like our generation is just a little bit different and and, and a little more spoiled than our parents' generation si- simply because we have this big thing where we feel like we should be rewarded for not doing nothing. I agree with that. I agree and with that. And- I hate that. Me and Big King talk about that shit all the time, bro. I hate the fact that everybody thinks something's just supposed to be handed to you. Like, and I know I talk about my homeboy Damo way too much, bro, mm-hmm. but I just gotta say it, bro. Damo really believes that he can go to a studio and record a hundred songs, not spend no money on advertisement, not spend no money on marketing, mm-hmm. not spend no money on nothing, just recording songs, and Jimmy Iovine is gonna call him and <laughs> offer him four million dollars for those hundred songs. And you cannot tell him that's not going to happen. I mean, that that can go into a lot of stuff. There's a lot of people. That sums up our generation as a whole, though. It does. It does. I mean, if you listen to the average person talk now, you would swear, just by looking online, talking to people, that everybody are just investment gurus. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody knows everything under the sun about real estate. <laughs> uh, every, everybody is a stock trader by 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 uh by birth. They was just born a stock trader. Like everybody, this crypto coin is going to be worth this amount tomorrow. Buy now. Then you go buy it, and you know, thirty days later, you lost a thousand dollars, and you like, bro, I thought you was putting me on. Oh, no, 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 buy more. <laughs> <laughs> they don't trip you out with that like buy more bro buy yeah more. um i'm gonna so i'm gonna say this man because i i never try to be the one to tell somebody what to do with their time and with their money however i will say this if you follow a lot of what you see online you're gonna end up in a real fucked up situation yeah and because a lot of people are not living like they say they live yeah and that's that's real that that part is real now, when it comes to like the investment and stuff, I mean, if you want to get into it, I say do your own research and kind of play around with it. Like I dabble and dabble with it myself too, but mm-hmm. you know, I ain't taking the entire paycheck and 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 that could be to my detriment. I'm, yeah. I'm open to being wrong about that, but if you know that you're not in a point in life where you can afford to do something like that, don't do it. But you listen to a lot of people; they're like, "Oh, take ninety percent of your paycheck and put in crypto or whatever." It's like, can you really afford to do that though? 
like and not be on the fucking street in in six months. But I'm telling you though, bro, the reason why everybody is is, is so up on that is because everybody wants to get rich by doing nothing. Like literally, or they want to get rich quick. Yeah, yeah. like uh, Blue gonna be mad when I say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. And, and I'm gonna stop talking about people. I talk about people way too much. But <laughs> I've literally seen Blue type in how to make money doing nothing in Google. <laughs> like, you, bro, you're laughing. I seen him type in how to make money doing nothing. Or I seen him on YouTube type in ways to make passive income. I hate that term, passive income. Bruh, if I could go the rest of my life without hearing somebody talk about passive income, I would be so happy, bruh. Okay, so I'm starting to, now I'm starting to see why you asked me about uh, the generations of working hard. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's there's definitely something to be said about people just they, they just feel like they shouldn't have to work hard. They, it is it, a level of entitlement, to be honest with you. And me, I've been I've been in management since like 2016, so I done seen it through and through. And it's like you can literally see somebody come in and literally sit there all day, barely do anything, and then when it comes to like raises and bonuses, expect Get the full amount. And they will like try to make a valid argument for it. And I'm like, I got some what have you, you done in the last 12 months that showed that you deserve this? Bro, you like my take about about the putting in time thing, bro. Literally, right before I came here, I was having a conversation with the same person I was just talking about. And I was telling them, I was like, bro, um, you like your job because you don't do anything. And he said, exactly. He was like, my old job, I hated going to. This one, I don't mind going to. And I said, bro, you don't mind going to the job, but you don't like it. Right. You just you just go because it's basically like a free check because you're not doing anything. And I said, that's okay short term. Correct. But long term, it's like it's kind of like eating candy. Like, of course you can eat candy and you'll survive for a little while, but you ain't going to survive for that long. Your teeth going to rot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your stomach going to be messed up. And eventually you're just going to kind of decay and die. Eventually, yeah. everything is just going to shut down. So you go into this job short term is going to it's going to work for survival. But long term, you literally have no existence on, on this earth. Like a man, a man has to have a reason to wake up. every day. I agree with that. If you if you if you wake up every day with no purpose, it's, it's, it's not going to last long. And that's why hearing your story and you still going to school, you still, you, you know, doing things that's. That's you knowing that you have a purpose Absolutely. and you're here for a reason. Because if you didn't care, you wouldn't do those things, and and you'll be like, oh, I don't, I don't have the rest of my life anyway. But I'm pretty sure you know you do have the rest of your life, right? Bro, because you have to stay positive when you're going through stuff like that. But a lot of people would have quit, bro, because it's way easier to quit. If they was in your shoes, they would have quit. It's, it's been so nice that I, I got to be honest, man. I've had some nights that I honestly say I don't care if I wake up. I'm just keeping a thousand with you, and it's been a good amount of them. Yeah. But I got up the next morning and I, you know, still made it work. You know what I'm saying? You just got to take it day by day, really. You know what I'm saying? Even on those days where you feel like that, it's like, all right, the dollar back. Let's try to figure out something, and, and you know, you kind of go from there or whatever. Bro, I'm telling you, it's so amazing how positive that you stay in a situation like that because I'm telling you, I don't think you understand. That most people would have gave up, bro. I, no, I, I believe it. I believe it, and I've heard, and I've had other people tell me that too, like me telling them my story, and it's like, like how do you do it? But 
kind of have to. It's kind of one of the things is like, I don't know what else I'm going to do if I don't. Do you also believe that uh, sometimes... What's that quote? People be like, God, God gives their their his the hardest something to the strongest, the strongest warriors or something like that. I'm not talking about religion. I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah. saying talking about the um, quote. I I don't know. I don't I don't know if I really believe it. I feel more like you just, it's just some people just victim of circumstances. Like think of a baby dying at birth, mm-hmm. like. Like what? What purpose or lesson was given to that? It's just just a big number of circumstances, unfortunately. You know, kids getting cancer at you know five years old. You know, saying stuff like that. They're victims of the circumstance, unfortunately. Like there was no. I I would I would hope that there was no purpose behind that. Like what would be the purpose behind something like that? You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of just one of those things. It's like you know, I feel like we all are given our, our shot at life. And some of it is purpose and free will, and some of it is you, you really kind of just exist in a a, a, a a loop of time that something could happen in a, in a time for you, unfortunately. So, you know, if anybody else was in your same position at that time, then it could have been them, you know, like car accidents or somebody getting hit by a train, you know what I'm saying, or or a bus or whatever. Somebody getting shot. Like, you know, you hear about shootouts in, in neighborhoods mm-hmm. and little kids getting hit in the head. You know what I'm saying? Like, they ain't, that wasn't, it was, like, what did that kid, how, what purpose lined that kid up at that particular moment to get shot? Who was that kid protecting? They, they could have been home by themselves. So that's kind of how I think about it, to be honest. Um, now, what you do with whatever circumstances you're in, if you have that opportunity I think that probably matters more. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. So I'm like, okay, this happened to me. Very unfortunate. What are you going to do from here? Like, you going to sit here and just live in that? Or you going to just put that kind of, like, you got, you you know, you got to wear it because it's a part of you. And it's a part of what you're going through. But at the same time, what were you doing before you got this information? Continue on that. You know what I'm saying? Get, go, go even harder at it because you realize how fragile life can be. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one more phrase I want to talk about. The phrase, nice guys finish last. Because I told you, I, I, I started this pod off talking about uh, uh, what Big King said. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like nowadays it's, no nobody appreciates the the uh, nice guy are, are being the honest, straight working person and um, I I know this is a little shift off 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 subject. Oh, no, we good. But it's like I be thinking about um, scammers, mm-hmm. <laughs> and every time I get online, I see a scammer, and I be like, dang, that life look lit. You know what I'm saying? But then the next story would be somebody with an engineering degree, like you know what uh, you going to school for, and you'll be like, yeah, ain't nobody trying to live like that. That shit boring. Do you believe nice guys finish last? For yes. Real? Yes, absolutely. And I feel like you have to, if we're going to even go a step further, just with people dealing with people in the world. And that's why I said I'm kind of different than probably would, like, if somebody was to know me from Augusta, I, me talking right now and just telling my story, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's Stan, you know, always being transparent and, and just genuine and honest. But the way I handle people now is definitely different. Like, 
and I realized that that whole nice guy thing, it don't really get you. It don't really get you nothing. Like, if you want to just have that as your own moral compass and your own moral victory, then fine. But if you doing it and you thinking that it's going to get you favor in the world, it's not really, to be honest. Yeah, it's way. It seemed like it seemed like how how how, not even society. How just the world is just set up now. It's like it's way easier just being a scammer. <laughs> yeah, just being a scammer, like not even drug dealer. Like I ain't gonna lie, anybody watching right now for real, being a drug dealer is played out and pointless and stupid. Uh, you you might as well just post on your Instagram, USAA Credit Karma, tap in. <laughs> <laughs> But don't that piss you off every time you see that on somebody's story? Then the next story, they got a whole bunch of money. They in the club eating fried lobster tails and popping bottles of Casamigos and got a beautiful girl twerking in front of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, nah, Instagram is a uh, Instagram is a kaleidoscope. How you feel about social media though? Because I noticed that like you use social media as like your testimonies. Mm-hmm. Um. So I kind of. I, I think the way that you have your pod set up, and you kind of spoke to it earlier where you said if you can hit one person out of 100, mm-hmm. that's kind of how I feel. And that's kind of how I use my social media for the most part. Every once in a while, I might post something ignorant, but that's cool. Um, <laughs> I don't ever see it. Yeah, it, it's not that often. It, it depends on how I'm feeling that day. If I'm feeling like in my bag and I just feel like talking shit, I'll do that. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, uh, it's, you know, I see a lot of people going through a lot of stuff. And, uh, and I'm like, hey, man, I'm going through, you know, a lot of stuff, too. But I'm not going to necessarily get on here and try to ask for pity. I'm just going to use it as, you know, if you feel like you really want to achieve whatever you want to achieve and you want to keep going, then just keep going and let this be maybe a catalyst to to, to feel that. You know what I'm saying? Do you ever uh, scroll through uh, social media and feel like you're missing something on life? No, absolutely not. And I had to... I had to have a real conversation with myself about that. And that's why I feel the way that I feel when it comes to all these different things. With Like, if you let it, people will make you feel like if you're not investing enough, you're not living life. If you're not, invest, like, you know, it's a big real estate thing where it's like, you know, a lot of, and don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking people for, you know, trying to find a way to get the bag. I, You know, whatever you got to do to do it. But... I don't like some of the undertones that I see with it, where it's almost like, oh, if you're not doing this, then you're not living life. I don't like that. You shouldn't tell somebody else how to live their life. Not everybody is meant to be business owners. Not everybody's meant to be. We talked about that on the last part. I mean, it's true. And that's why a lot of businesses fail, because not everybody's meant to be business owners. And, you know, some people just like there are certain people who's good at doing these things and there's certain people who's better at being the workers. And that's why this system is. It works the way that it works. If everybody was owners and bosses, the systems would collapse on themselves or everybody would be boss workers mm-hmm. because who's going to work for these bosses if everybody's bosses? <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, I love um, I love people that, that know who they are and be like, bro, I'm a worker. I love hearing that because if more people were realistic on who they were, um, everything would just be a lot better off because I said it on the last podcast that... Um, the game is actually getting real watered down and saturated because it's kind of like, for lack of a, a better term, it's like a whole bunch of fakes and only a couple real niggas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like you have all these people with horrible customer service skills, horrible personalities, 
horrible networking skills and all these people are business owners so the people that actually do know what traits you have to possess to be this business owner they get kind of overlooked because it's kind of like this <clears throat> walmart could be selling a t-shirt for 15 dollars, right mm -hmm. i could be selling the same exact t-shirt for eight dollars but somebody would rather go to Walmart and spend seven extra more dollars just because it's a retail store because they don't trust uh, someone that's just selling a shirt online because of bad experiences they had before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's not that's not really fair to people that, you know, really want to provide this good service or, or this good experience or, you know, whatever you are uh, putting out there. Mm hmm. Um, a lot of times people pay for the experience too. So yeah. it's not even just always just a product. Like, uh, you might go to, let's say you go to two different places that sell chicken sandwiches mm -hmm. and it's the same chicken sandwich. If you put a, a taste test, you know, blind taste test, you can't really tell that much of a difference, but one of them could be $8 and the other one could be two. And then we'll go buy the $8 one because of the experience that they get with it. That's why a lot of people like Chick-fil-A, to be honest with you. I was you. just about to say that Chick-fil-A isn't that good. I, I know a lot of people that feel that way. There's a lot of people that feel that way. I will be honest. It's not that good, but somebody telling you my pleasure and being nice to you. Listen, it's a, I'm going to be honest, bro. Popeyes is my favorite restaurant in the world. I, I, I'm a Popeyes nigga. I, me, you and you always go, me and you always go back and forth about yeah, that. Bro, cool. You it's already cool. know, bro. You already know. It's cool. Bro, if I'm having a bad day, mm -hmm. I'm not going to Popeyes. Well, also, it's, it's, it's some more stuff involved in that because when I'm having a bad day, two things I don't do is is eat a lot and drink mm -hmm. because that makes that that makes things worse. They do. But um I always I I never drink when I'm mad. Never. Um or, or sad because you're gonna start crying because alcohol is a depressant. But um that that adds to the point of why I stopped drinking though. But yeah. Okay. See smart man. But um yeah don't go to Popeye's expecting good customer service. When I'm having a great day, I go to Popeye's. Why? Because when she tells me, nigga, I just told you we ain't got no barbecue sauce. I'm going to say, okay. I'll take the sandwich anyway. Yeah. Take my bag and I'm going to leave. Because I know, I know you're having a bad day. I'm having a great day. It's okay. Now, if I'm having a bad day, might go to Chick-fil-A. Because that person that's going to tell me, my pleasure and, uh, you know, I hope you have a wonderful day. That might start my day off good. And I don't think people understand, like, like you just being nice to somebody could literally make their whole day. Mm -hmm. I think about that every day. Like, anybody that I've ever shopped with, one, like, like you, my homegirl, nah. Like, there's a few people that I, like, I, I, I support their products or whatever services that they're offering. I never ask for a discount. I never, um, you know, I never try to take an easy way out because y'all are providing a certain uh, ex experience as well as a certain level of quality that I'm like, okay, like you're consistent in this, so I'm gonna support that. Just like, I, like you said, some people would rather go to Walmart and spend more. I don't necessarily feel that way personally because I'm always for the quality and the experience, and if the experience and quality are good, then I'm gonna support it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But I. I've seen other people that I know, and you try to support them, and they bullshitting on on the uh, shit. It could be anything as, as small as shipping. Like, yeah. 
Like you, they they tell you a certain time, you might get your shit four months four months later. Like, come on, man. Like, what kind of experience is that? Like, I'm spending my money with you, and then you treat me like a bread and stepchild. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, <laughs> all right, well, I just won't buy shit from you again. There's plenty of people that offer the same service that you're offering. I'm trying to come to you for the experience, and you're not providing a good experience. Bro, believe it or not, that's why I started everything I do right now, except for podcasts. And I started podcasts just because I ain't had nothing else going on. Yeah. But photography, making t-shirts, everything that I do, bro, started from me having bad experience with other people and knowing that this is something that somebody needs and I can do it better. Because, yeah. like, you talking about shipping. Bro, shipping is easy as hell. I don't know why people really scheduling is easy. But for some reason, people have such issues with scheduling because mm-hmm. it's kind of like, and uh, that's why I got into photography too, because I get it. If in a week I have 10 clients and I told all these 10 clients, I'll have this work back in a week. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you might fall off. But one thing I one thing I learned that's important is communication. Communication fixes everything, bro. Like, um... Shout out to my dog Carlton. I know I said I wasn't talking to nobody else, uh, talking about nobody else, <laughs> but uh, Carlton is a filmmaker mm-hmm. out of Augusta, and um, he's one of the easiest people to work with as long as you communicate with him. Like he doesn't give a damn if you take a month to get him back the product, as long as 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 long as every once in a while you're telling him, "Hey, this is what's going on. This is where I'm at, and this is how much time I need." He's like perfectly fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but communication works um, all around. Like I said, I wasn't going to say this on the podcast, but I'm going to say it anyway. <sighs> Damn, I told him I wasn't going to say this. All right. I've been working for a club recently. Okay. And me and one of the guys that uh, I was working for actually got into it. And I had to tell him. I was like, hey, bro, um, I'm not mad. I'm not coming at you. But what I'm about to say to you, I don't know how you're going to take it, but I'm just being honest with you. You have you you have a really big issue with how you communicate to people. Mm-hmm. I was like, you don't even know you're being rude, but you're very rude. So, you know, me, I know how to communicate with people. So I'm just going to have this conversation with you. And he didn't really take it the best of ways, but like he also wasn't really mad. We actually had a conversation about it, mm-hmm. but... um. That's how that's how a lot of people <laughs> approach life. Like they think they can just say whatever to people and just move about it and still and still want you to give them some money. Yeah, nah, I don't work like <laughs> that. You every action has a reaction. Yeah. You you gotta learn that because you, whether you wanna learn it or not, you're gonna be forced to learn it. Uh-huh. So you know, you you can try to acknowledge it or you don't have to either. But one way or another is gonna come out. <laughs> yeah. Like if you talk crazy to somebody on the street and they punch you in your mouth, you can't say, Why did you punch me in the mouth? They had a reaction to how your action was. And that was what they chose for them to be their reaction. So you don't get to dictate that. Just like uh see now we close to the hour mark. I feel like I can get ratchet now because uh, I was like, uh, I don't know, his parents might listen to this, so I was trying to be like, you know, mindful. <laughs> oh, no, nah, you good. Listen, and remember I said earlier I was like about People knowing me back then versus now, I I listen, I say whatever I want to say, whenever I want to say it, so I don't filter nothing, do nothing. So what's up? Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't gonna get that ratchet. I was I was just gonna say like uh all you guys out there that's um, you know, buying these OnlyFans <laughs> and all this other internet stuff and these girls is being rude as hell to y'all and them uh 
and them uh, DMs and them inboxes on OnlyFans, cut that out, bro. Only shop with girls that give great customer service because at the end of the day, OnlyFans and all that stuff is a business. So, hold yes. on. Let me kind of, let me go back a little bit. Okay. Stop copying OnlyFans. <laughs> but if you're going to do it, yeah. copy it from somebody that's good at what they do. Don't just copy from somebody like, uh, <laughs> Dumb will go laugh when he see this. It was a girl one time. Double copped her OnlyFans. Mm. Only because we see her in the club. And Double was like, oh, I got to see what that's like. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Yeah, be All right. Go ahead, bro. Fuck it. Let's get, let's get into it. Um, What is the purpose of OnlyFans? I, I'm, I'm, and I'm not being disingenuous when I ask this because I understand everybody has a business and, you know, you support the business. Okay. What's the, what's me, the true purpose? Let me, let me circle back. Because okay. I know people use OnlyFans for things outside of... Uh, yeah. I know people use it for other stuff like tutorials, cooking uh-huh. shows, stuff like that. Same uh, same thing I use Patreon for. So, when it comes to... Because I've heard... I've never done the whole OnlyFans thing. But I've heard guys that pay for OnlyFans to see like exclusive pictures and shit. Mm-hmm. Why? Alright. So, like I said a minute ago. I went into Dama OnlyFans account before. Okay. He gave me the password and stuff. I went in there because, like I said, we seen a girl in the club. Uh, he said, I'm going to cop that and see what that's like. I went in there. She had professional pictures of her in, like, fireman outfits and, you know, weird stuff like that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to answer your question because I'm off subject right now, but I'm going to answer your question. Just give me a second. Damo actually inboxed her and said, hey, Shotty, can I get a refund? <laughs> Hey, and she said, she said, why? He said, this shit trash as hell. Don't nobody want to see you in these dumbass outfits. We want to see you pop that ass. And she okay. said, refund on the way. <laughs> really? Really. She was nice about it. But um, I would I wouldn't get shit back. You're like, hey, this is look, this what it bought, is. Bought the product, the product, yeah. what the product is. But no, okay. But um, what was the question again? What yeah, I don't um like, I, I don't necessarily know if I understand why guys are paying for pictures. Okay. Um, uh, Damo tells me the reason why he pays for it is because he really knows these girls. Okay, so he's, he's trying to support. No, okay. no, he's not trying to support. Oh. He really knows them, and he wants to see them out and feel like that he actually fucked. <laughs> That's some sick serial killer shit. But I think most guys, it's... Uh, is uh, messing with it because the same reason as Damo, you know, is somebody of status, so they want to see them do what they do, but also because uh, some people love amateur porn. I ain't gonna lie, I love amateur porn too. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, that's that's a way of seeing some you know good amateur porn. That's most of the porn that I time. see is amateur porn. Now, yeah. Most of the porn I watch is amateur porn. Yeah. I don't really do the whole scripted thing. I, like, as soon as the, the music jump off, like the intro, then, like, jump straight into cheeks getting clapped up, that's what I like to watch. Like, I don't, really <laughs> want, I don't care introducing, getting off the bus, or the fuck all that. Like, you know, it's a it. time and a place for everything, though. That's cool. Sometimes sometimes I do like the, uh, the, uh, the high-budget filming. <laughs> 
I think when I was a young guy, I used to watch that. Now it's like, all right, man, I'm about to get this a cool five, ten minutes and <laughs> get up out of there. Get straight to it, man. Bro, the OnlyFans thing, though, bro. Um, I'm going to be honest, dog. Sex is, is, is the number one thing in the world. That's true. That's, That's what true. sells. Sex is number one, bro. Okay, so let me ask this a different way. Um, why pay for it, though? Because... So, one of the things that I've observed in just watching, like, you look at Twitter or Instagram, I mean, is it that much different from what they're posting on Twitter and Instagram? I want to know, too. If y'all listening right now, please comment below. Like, like, are you seeing something that's way more exclusive than that? Because I'm like, if I'm seeing all of this, what is there to pay for? It's literally it. You already know the hackers already got all those. All those. I, I might know couple of people see what i'm saying <laughs> they already got it so yeah. it's like what are y'all paying for it and i'm not knocking them girls hustle because right don't get me wrong get your money mm-hmm. like if these if these suckers want to pay for that get your money and i'm a firm believer in that just like just like prostitutes get your money girl you know break them if, if, if that's what's going on right but I ain't copping the OnlyFans, Tom. I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Like, I'll go to xx.com and call it a day. I'm not knocking it solely on the sexual part of it. So, I don't want nobody to get offended that see this. I'm looking at it strictly from a business standpoint. Yeah, correct, correct, correct. And when you try to sell something that is in abundance offered freely, it's not really going to be that lucrative of a, of a business. Um, so... That's kind of what I'm looking at. I'm like, it, unless it's just people like that particular person, the services I know that they're saying. offering. So, like, what a lot of people don't admit about OnlyFans is, like, I'm going to compare it to, like, podcasting since I'm a podcaster, right? Mm-hmm. So, in, in in the podcasting industry, you have somebody like T.I. who is a horrible podcast. never listened to a, a single episode. Bro, he is horrible, bro. Right. Like... 21 Savage is one of my favorite people to watch on interviews. And T.I. fucked that whole thing up. I learned so much about T.I.'s drug dealing dad mm-hmm. that I shouldn't have when this when this interview was supposed to be about, mm-hmm. about 21 Savage. Mm-hmm. But let me get back on subject. <laughs> so, uh, so you have somebody like T.I. And you have somebody like me. And this ain't even me being like, you know, in no ego bag or whatever, but I mm-hmm. feel like I'm a great podcaster. You are. But um, appreciate that, bro. But uh, it would get overshadowed by somebody like T.I., who is a celebrity. So people, of course, they're going to listen to him before okay. they listen to me because who he is. So with me saying that, let me get back to the OnlyFans thing. Now, OnlyFans, what a lot of people aren't talking about is these girls that we know. They're just fresh off the streets. They're not making no damn money on OnlyFans. Got it. But they but they pretending like they're making money on OnlyFans. What they really making money on is because they probably only got 10 subscribers. What they really making money on is that one sick ass guy that cash at them $500 to FaceTime. See, I if I'm being honest with you, I feel like that's kind of more of a that's more of a business right there. Because yeah. That is what would separate you from what you're seeing online. You can't interact with these uh-huh. with these women online. But if you provide a live experience, yeah. that changes things. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I don't know if, like, on YouTube, uh, I've been seeing certain YouTubers, they do things where they kind of do stuff like this, except they do it live. And, like, they have, like, live chats. Uh-huh. And they, like... Take donations. Yeah. yeah. So, like, something like that, I could see working on OnlyFans. 
and like, oh, do this or whatever. And, you know, they still not interacting with you physically. They actually have that. I think it's called like Cam, Cam Girl. Cam Soda. Or, Cam, Cam Soda. Soda. Cam yeah, Soda. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've heard uh, Joe Budden and them talk about it on their podcast. Uh, they really like the only people I ever heard talk about it before. But Oh, I, I, I used to see it when I was, see, a lot of people, a lot of people don't know the history of the internet. Okay. I built my first computer when I was in third grade. Okay. That's when the internet, like, it still probably was like a million web pages, but a million web pages ain't shit. Like, I don't know the number now, but I'm pretty no, sure it's in the trillions. Easily. I'm sure it's like trillions of trillions. Easily. But, yeah. you know, that's when the internet was just, it It was different, bro. Mm-hmm. And they had it just started that cam soda shit. But, also, um, it goes back to like back then. Oh, yeah. They, they been doing the, the live thing and taking the donations and the coins and all that. Like, but that's mm-hmm. when they had first started. And I know this is off subject, but I always tell people too around that time, it was only one viral video on the internet back then. It was a video of a guy uh, who had a Burger King hat and he kind of looked like a South Park character. And he was like, oh, we get Burger King, Burger Pepper, uh, so and so. Do you want an apple pie with that? I'm going to insert the video. That shit funny as so. hell. <laughs> the internet was a different okay. place then, bro. Okay. It was a different place. Fast forward now. We got girls posting pictures of them fully clothed with fireman outfits on. And niggas is paying $10 a month to see them post these pictures. If they're doing it, I, hey, listen, get get your money, man. I'm not, I, I ain't even mad at it. I I just, if, if you are one of those ones where, like you said, it ain't making shit for like $10 a month, period, I would encourage you to think of some different business models for how you want to advertise that and like when the live thing that's probably one of them yeah. uh you know change it up because if you're just going to try to push the same product that you see and expect to get the same results as everybody else some people build clientele and to be honest that's a big part of business so where you might have the same exact product and try to deliver it the same way they have a clientele that's loyal to them you don't and yo, you're gonna be like, damn, why are they making this much and I'm not making this much? Why does this podcast have this many subs and I only have this many subs? If you're doing the same thing, you're literally trying to copy somebody's like everything from the top down, but you ain't got the clientele to back it up. Why do they need to go to you for? They already been going to the same person they're loyal to and they're getting the same thing that they need already from that. So why do they need to come to you? What are you going to do to stand out to offer something that draws somebody in? Bro, you just said something that uh, just reminded me of something that that uh, triggered me all the time. People do this weird thing because you, uh, you said something about subs. Mm-hmm. People do this weird thing where they see somebody gaining traction or getting a little bit of success and they try to like downplay it. Like, they'll say something like, oh, he has fake subscribers. That's bullshit. Oh, yeah, yeah, I tell yeah, I people see, all the time. Yeah, like, bro, I don't have fake subscribers. I've never paid for subscribers. I haven't even paid for advertisement in two years, which is bad. I should be. But I haven't paid for advertisement in two years. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just I just want to let people out there to know that it's a direct result of working hard. <laughs> working hard and having a refreshing product. Like, you have a refreshing product. Like, yeah. some podcasts you listen to and, and you go... Six months, seven, eight months down the line, and there's not no growth in in the conversation, yeah. in the direction yeah. of it, and you kind of lose, you kind of lose that that base with that. 
Bruh, every year, because I started my podcast in January. So every January, I try to look back and see where, where I have changed. So last January, I was at a place where I literally mapped out what I was going to do for the year. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, if I'm going to keep being guest-driven, I'm going to make sure I have guests where we're actually having conversations that make sense, and I'm going to pick the subjects based off those guests. And then, you know, after I did that a couple times, I said, I actually want to just start doing it with the same person over and over again and just gaining that type of, that that type of audience. That actually yeah. works. <laughs> so this year, this year, my mindset and my game plan is, okay, now I have people that I have bonds with that I can record with every week. Um, now I want to make sure that we talk about grown-up shit. Mm. and not just play around all the time like mm. not just conspiracy theory talking about aliens all that like have a grown and, and that, that's not a shot but just have a grown up conversation Lou is necessary by the way he's <laughs> yeah. he I agree I agree. He's I agree he's the comedic uh, relief but yeah bro like like you were talking about the crime thing earlier mm-hmm. that's one thing like I wanted to talk about on the pod because like I feel like a lot of men just feel like, you know, it it makes you less than a man to cry. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I always felt like that until I turned 30. When I turned 30, I started crying about everything. Bro, I cried about my brother moving to Texas tomorrow. My brother's moving to Texas tomorrow. Bro, I cried all day about that shit. And you know what? When I got done, I felt 100% better. You feel better after <laughs> You do. You do, man. Uh, Man, <laughs> if I tell you how many times I cried probably in the last three or four weeks, I... Yeah. It, I mean, I probably say out of 28 days, I probably cried at least 15 of them. Mm. Be honest with you. And there was some days it was just like uncontrollable. Like, I don't even, it was one day I was like, I don't even know why I'm crying, bro. I really don't know what's going on. And I was I mean, like, fuck it. through just, a lot, though, bro. I mean, that's true, but I mean, I've been, but I've been going through it. So it was like mm. that particular day, it just was like, I couldn't do nothing about it. And I was like, fuck it, just live in the moment. Just, Cry so you can't cry no more. And then what what you gonna do from there? You know what I'm saying? So don't try to force yourself to not cry because you're like, oh, I'm less of a man or, you know, man up. Like, fuck that shit. Like, live in a moment. Did you see the podcast I put out with uh, the the young lady, Whitney? Mm -hmm. And she was talking about, yeah, I just feel like men should be more emotional and they should cry. (laughs) She she moonwalked that shit right back. (laughs) Bro, what a lot of people don't know because, you know, a lot of people don't watch podcasts. They just see my clips on on Instagram. Mm -hmm. What they don't know is that literally that was not a like statement she made at the beginning of the pie and then once she made it at the end, those was like not even forty seconds apart. No. <laughs> you know, I'ma say something about that too, and this is not no knock to her, shout out to her. But there's a lot of stuff that women live in a very dual minded uh, mindset. Yeah. That's why I brought it up because I want us to talk about uh, about the women's thing just a little bit. But let's do it. Um <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that women will put on men that they wouldn't want put on their brothers and their sons. Mm. And that's a that's a deep saber. Yeah. Um, so, for instance, if you want to continue with the whole narrative of men ain't shit, and you have brothers, or you have, um, like, let's say you have brothers, or you have a son, or sons, nephews, understand that the world will look at them the same as that way. But yeah. what what makes them different? Because they're related to you, no. So somebody that you're talking about is somebody's son, somebody's brother, somebody's nephew, somebody's uh, 
dad or whoever, you know what I'm saying? And because, you know, I, I don't really like that, that kind of talk. Because it's the same thing with women. I don't believe that men's like all women ain't shit either. Like, nah, if you fucking with the bad bats, then that's your, you know, that's, that's kind of you. Like, you kind of in that position. You need to choose better. So with that being said, um, there's a lot of stuff that you'll hear women say that they would like to, you know, like see men doing stuff, but they would, not they men. Yeah. They men, no, no, no. Let me let me not do that with my man, but but you know, men in general should do this. And that's what and he that's said one of the things is like, oh, bro, they that need was to a be. hilarious moment of dead. Like, bro, I'm like, I'm like a. a a master manipulator too. Like I throw little certain things mm-hmm. out there just to get people to say certain things. Mm-hmm. So when she said that, I had already had that clip in my head. I had the SpongeBob voice, everything. I was like, oh yeah, this one gonna do numbers online. Yeah, because <laughs> it's no, funny I because I was bro, like, we go through that, bro. That's that's what we live in, and, and I'm not sitting here like trying to be one of the people like men have it hard. But like it is rough out here for men. Like, I'm a, let's and, just and, call, and, and let's call a spade a spade for real. Most women don't want their men to be all emotional and sensitive like that. Like, like just just keeping it real, yeah. because they there has to be some type of balanced dynamic. And if they're the emotional and they're the sensitive ones, you can't have two people operating in that same realm where we all emotional and sensitive. Who who's the shoulder to crown? Yeah, correct. They're both, you know what I'm saying. That, that that's gonna breed chaos, and I don't listen, guys. I'm gonna tell y'all some real shit. I, I'm I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. Nah, just say it. It's cool. Um, when it comes to certain things that you might hear women say that you should do more, take it with a grain of salt. Um. Because there's a lot of times that women say stuff that they want that they don't actually. And that's kind of one of them things. Uh, Another one where, like, I want you to spend more time with me. You will be surprised how quickly they don't want you to be around no more when you start spending a lot more time with them. (laughs) You will learn quickly how much you invade in a space. They're like, you need to go out and do something. Go cut the grass. Go go build a house or something. like. They're going to say something crazy to you because you're spending weight. Like, if you're spending eight hours of your day, like, with their shit, you're going to start getting annoyed with you. Like, bruh, like, go out and be a man. Like, they they don't even know what to say to you to get you to go out and do something. Mm -hmm. They kind of like that allure of missing your presence and stuff. So, you know, I get it, you know, they, in the moment, they're like, dang, I really wish you was here more and stuff, but don't let that deter you from doing whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing, so if you, you working towards a certain goal or whatever, don't let, like, somebody you dating saying that you should be spending less time doing that, spending more time with them, because they would leave you for that same exact thing. They're like, oh, he stopped working on this and he started being home and wanting to watch TV and stuff with me all day and stuff. And he got boring. Yeah. He got, it's a, like you sometimes you just kind of got to let him talk it through. And eventually, you know, if you kind of add that structure and you kind of just, you know, stay, stay what, you know, stay driven and whatever you got going on, then most of the time they're they going to fuck with it because that's the reason why they start fucking with you in the first place. Bro, I say it all the time. Um, 
Um, damn, I just got a brain fart. I hate when I do that. What was I about to say? Uh, oh, 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 my bad, my bad. I say it all the time. I say that um, I know a lot. Excuse me. I know a little bit about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But one thing I don't know shit about is women. I don't know anything about women, bro. Like, when, whenever I think I know something about women, mm-hmm. something happens and it just contradicts all that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I really don't know nothing. Like, conversation with Blue, I can tell. I, t- I told him before, and we got into this mean uh, debate about it. I said, I don't know shit about women. Mm-hmm. But you really don't know shit about women. <laughs> and he was like, yes, I do. It's just that y'all be soft and y'all be real optimistic thinking that it's good women out there. I said, bro, it is. There is good women out because, there. Because, bro, this is a lot of men issue, bro. Like, let's talk about the bad bitch thing. Okay. When a, a man says he wants a bad bitch, he is talking about a woman that is between the age of 21 and 25, mm-hmm. weighs 150 pounds or less, mm-hmm. has his little waist, big ass, maybe a fake ass because he don't give a fuck, uh, hopefully has a car, doesn't have a job, probably gets money from somebody, um, probably lives with her parents, probably splits rent with a homegirl, some shit like that, goes to the club every day and gets fucked up, lives off of niggas, maybe bartends. You know what I'm saying? Maybe has a little job doing some other little, some some small things. No goals in life. Maybe a kid or two. That's that's the woman that these men are talking about. So when they've been going after these women their whole life, mm-hmm. that's their understanding of women. Mm-hmm. That one type of woman. They've never met the woman that that is pursuing her doctorate's degree and wants to be a college professor. They, they they're not talking about her. Yeah. <laughs> they are talking about the girl in the club right now as we speak, you know, trying to drive the boat. <laughs> the girl that they talking about that they see in the club trying to drive the boat, they fit the um, it fit the picture of the fantasy that they've been seeing online. Mm-hmm. That's been so unattainable for them for so long, and they finally have one of what they envision online in person. So now they going above and beyond, doing stuff outside of their own character to try to get that. Because it's like they finally got that Instagram or whatever um, type of illusion, <laughs> if I'm being yeah, honest, right. uh, illusion. Um, and then she serves them right up. And then now he's like, all women aren't shit. And it's like, like that's such a minute Population of women that you looking at, bro. Like, <laughs> just go out into the. I've been trying to tell them that too, bro. Like, if you keep going after the same type of women, the same type of things are going to happen to you. And then on top of that, if you meet a girl that goes out all the time, like, mm-hmm. what, what, what do you think she's going to do? You think she's just going to be like, oh, well, um, I was just going out all the time yesterday, but now that I'm with you, um, I'm gonna just hang out with you in the house and get fat. And that's another thing too. I just told you, they want a girl that's 21 to 25 at this certain weight range, and they don't know that if you are able to change this girl, she's going to gain weight. And now she weighs 180 pounds, the niggas getting the fuck on. Yep. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Um, a lot of that has to do with uh, comfortability and people not wanting to be uncomfortable. Because um, working out is uncomfortable. 
Like, yeah. who wants to just get up and exercise? Like, you like, I'd rather sit down and watch this Netflix. You know what I'm saying? I'm going through it right now. It's, I, I get it. I mean, it's, it's natural. It's, it, it's natural for humans to take the path of least resistance. And doing something like that versus going to the gym every day, meal prepping and shit, that is far greater resistance. Like, mm-hmm. it's easier to not do that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't necessarily knock people for it. I mean, the biggest thing is just recognizing when it's happening. And if you if you want to do better, then do better. You know what I'm saying? But if you're comfortable with who you are and what you're in, then, you know, living that too, I don't knock that either. Um, I would say for health reasons, obviously, you know, for people to try to strive to be a little bit better. But, you know, uh, that's, that's a whole different conversation. How you doing with your diet? Uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, man. Um, what kind of diet you on right now? So my coach switches it up. It's pro like the I say the primary of it is protein and then carbs under that and then fat, uh, fat under that. So I probably say somewhere like let's just estimate like two hundred forty grams of protein. It might be like one hundred and eighty grams of carbs and like seventy grams of fat or something like that. Um, and it's divided amongst like five meals a day. Um, generally the first and the third meals normally like the heaviest one uh, and the lightest one is definitely the last one uh, but it's designed in a way that it the heavier meals are around when I go to the gym because that's when I'm going to burn the most of that so I need to have that much you know um, that most energy going into the gym to have more powerful uh, workouts mm. so uh, what's the goals you have um, so you're working out um, the goals, I actually, I actually just reset the goals. So I said, what did I send to my coach? I said, this year I want to get to be able to do a full set of 315 on bench, a full set of 405 on deadlift and a full set of 405 on squat. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say set, like anywhere between eight to 12 reps, um, so that's what that's what my goal is. So now he's kind of tailored my workouts to go in line with that to try to hit that by the end of the year. It sounds like you're trying to be a bodybuilder. Um, not necessarily like competing shows and stuff, but more of a personal goal because I've never been able to do it. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, I've never done this before. I want to at least do it one time to say that I was able to do it or whatever. Because I'm already like deadlift. I can already squat and deadlift more than three fifteen. Um. And I've hit 315 on the bench, like, one time. Like, I've never been able to do more than one rep. So, that's what I'm trying to do, be able to do a full set of it. What about looks-wise? You trying to be six-packs yet? No. I don't give a fuck about six-pack. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Just, uh, just be healthier. Just be, you know, leaner. Um, like, yeah, that's really it, honestly. Like, it's more of the activity, the, the being able to do certain things. Like, being able to run a mile in a certain amount of time, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. That's what matters more to me. And I honestly feel like I've had more progress by focusing more on that instead of focusing on the look. Because it's like when you focus on the look, that shit's going to come slow. So when you're looking at the weight, uh, you're looking at the the scale, or uh, how you actually look in the mirror, clothes and stuff, it don't it don't change as fast. Um, but you can see your results and what you're able to lift and stuff a little bit quicker than that. But if you focus on that, the other stuff is gonna come with it down the line. Like you'll just naturally notice it. But if you focus solely on that, it's gonna make your 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 progress seem so far away. 
I chased uh the six pack Jack thing before, and what pissed me off the most is um I went all out. I think I I think I started. I did a water cleanse, mm-hmm. then I did a keto diet, and then I did a a, a pescatarian diet. Then I finally was six pack Jack, and I swear I went out. I ate a twenty piece. <laughs> I drunk, I drunk a bottle of Hennessy, yeah. and I swear I woke up the next day and was not a six-pack Jack anymore. It don't take and, much, especially and, at this age. It don't yeah, take much, bro. Bro, I hate that, bro. I hate the fact that you can work so hard for something and lose it in one day, and now it's like, hey, bro, I just want to be 220 pounds. Just let me be 220 pounds or 215 pounds wearing a, a size 34, 36 pants and i'm good bro i feel that I yeah feel that. i ain't i ain't i ain't trying to be six-pack jack mm-hmm. um i'm not a little kid no more so i'm not really big on and this this about to sound kind of crazy because we were just talking about that testosterone stuff <sighs> i've been new for at least six to seven years that i was different from my friends because don't get me wrong when you first met me I was fucking a hoe, so I'm not going to sit here and, like, try to flex and none of that and act like I'm better than no man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely was on that type of time. But I was growing out of it. Now, bro, I'm not the guy that wants to go to the club and get all the girls. Like, I am completely off of that. And, like, you can tell when you switch from caring about that type of stuff, you can see it on a person. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, like, like yesterday... Uh, everybody was talking about the Yeezys. And I was like, bro, I'm about to go to Texas and buy the buy one, get one half off Reeboks at the outlet. They $30. Like, it, it, it really affects your life. Or like somebody would be like, um, buying these shoes was the best investment ever. And I'm like, bro, buying this hard drive that I use for my podcast, my photography business, Facts. that was the best investment ever for me. I spent $300 on an 8 terabyte uh, hard drive. Got the solid states on it, right? Uh, the uh, SSD? Nah, nah, nah. This is actually a Seagate. It's it's just okay. a regular hard drive. Uh, I use the SSD every day, and basically, I I, I take all the files from the SSD and move it over to the uh, eight terabyte yeah, that hard makes drive. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I just I just got an SSD. Also, I got two of them. I got one. I upgraded my MacBook. Then I got another uh SSD that I use for storage. I don't use the one on the MacBook. That shit is beautiful, though, ain't it? Yeah, bro. Man, that shit moves me. I'm talking about. Yeah, dog, it's crazy. Best investments ever. But I'm saying all that to say, bro, like, men need to focus on other things than women, bro. Yeah. When you stop focusing all your time on women, um, you'll get further along and actually get more women because now now you're you're more desirable because of uh, who you are. And that's why when you ask the question about the nice guy thing, I think the nice guys think stuff like that where, to be honest, this is going to come out wrong. But women kind of like and need you to ignore them a little bit. I said this. I said that the other day. That's not wrong. It's true. I know. It doesn't, it doesn't sound good When you don't care about them, they want you more. It doesn't sound good to hear, but it's, it's kind of true. Mm-hmm. Like, you know... Um, if it gives them feeling like they have something to work towards. If they feel like they have everything from you, then you kind of become born to them. Mm-hmm. And that's why they say nice guys are born. Because they they don't have to work for anything. Everything is like the nice guy is willing to do and give everything to her. And she don't really have to do nothing for it. There's like there's no 
there's no sense of thrill or chase with that. But with the other guy who's like, you really kind of put her second and third, second or third to whatever else he got going on. She she respects that more, and then it make her ultimately more attracted to that. I think that's kind of the gist of what a lot of those red pill kind of guys they be speaking about some of them they just go too far left with I just, it i just learned those terms uh yesterday when we did the like pod. the red pill shit red pill blue pill cooks uh, explained it for us yeah oh yeah 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 so um yeah i think the thing because i heard i heard it for the first time last year and the first thing i immediately thought of the matrix so I was like, yeah me too yeah it was like the red pill the blue pill like blue pill you want to live in a lie red pill you kind of see re- like life for what it is the reality of it and i was like okay i can understand that that part of it but mm-hmm. then they kind of they kind of have shaped it into something completely different yeah something and, weird it's super weird yeah like so now like the fresh and fit guys like yeah. uh, like they 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 take that shit too far left in my opinion but I think what they're trying to say is kind of along them same lines. But I don't know. There's a, a lot of it is also sensationalism. Bro, I do not fuck with Fresh and Fit. At all. They, 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 I try to watch. I don't even think I try to watch a whole episode. I seen like a clip that might have hit like World Star or something like that. And I was just like, well, uh, things look what don't you like about it? Um, They they just don't seem authentic. Like, especially, I don't, is that their names? Is it Fresh and Fit? Or is it? I know one of them named Myron, 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 okay, and uh, something else. I think Myron doesn't go by fit, but Fresh goes by Fresh, so it's Fresh and Myron. Okay, and but Myron is that's that's the guy that's like the the ball head uh, police nigga. That's that he's probably because I don't really know much about the other guy, but he's kind of the reason why. Like I've been around guys like that in real life that just they really have a elevated view of themselves. And I'm like, dog, like you not really that for real. Like <laughs> just being honest with you. Oh nah, you said it as straightforward as you could be. Like, like, bro, you're not no alpha male. Like, you're not no good looking nigga. Like, I can tell you ain't get no hoes. You nerdy as hell. Right. But now you run around here telling telling men how to how to be high value and how to get these bad bitches. Like that See, shit is so you're going weird into it for the wrong reason because what you said earlier, like I said, I kind of hear some of it in what some of those guys online be saying, but they go too far with it. And one of the things is if you stay on whatever your purpose is, and are, like the women gonna come with that. Mm-hmm. That is kind of the overlying message in what they're saying. But they're making it like do this so you can get all of these women. Correct. I don't think that's the message you should be sending. To be honest with you, the message should always be you need to figure out what your purpose is in life and you work towards that every day. Everything else that comes with it is really an addition to that. You know what I'm saying? Bro, the weirdest thing that they be on, and I be telling my friends this also, this shit is kind of weird. Um, they be like, get on the date naps. The date naps is the easiest way to get some pussy. Get on the date naps. Like, bro, why are we advertising niggas getting pussy on dating naps? Bro, I say this all the time and everybody looks at me crazy. A dating app should be about dating. Everybody on there, not not everybody. We, uh, you know what? Now I think about it, I need to design an app strictly for people that just want to fuck. I mean, that's the dating app now, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but they need to stop that. Yeah, like, I agree with you. Like, agree if you, you really want to get on the app and date, where you got to go? You got to go to Christian Mingle now? 
<laughs> Christian Mingle probably, they, they probably, probably, they probably popping it off on that too. In the name of the Lord. <laughs> like <laughs> Bro, that shit's sad though. Like where do people go nowadays when they really just want to date, bro? Yeah. Because like for real, these these boys be sounding like some real predators on them dating now. Uh, no, nah, I agree with that. And I think, yeah, like I said, I don't like that message of you you know, you you're trying to make these guys be these damn near predators, to be honest with you. Um, because, bro, I, I'm going to just go out and say it also. If you on social media, a dating app, any of that, and you lead with the hammer, you a different type nigga. Yeah. That's virtual rape. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a message right there. Leading with the hammer is virtual rape, bro. Like, I mean, low key, because if you go out in the street and you pull your shit out, yeah. Yeah. You can definitely catch a You're going to be a sex that. offender. Facts. So, yeah, you actually got a point there. I never Bro, thought about that. What do you that. think the mind frame of a nigga is to just leave with the hammer? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I've been asking that for a long time. I've never just randomly sent a girl a picture of my dick. So, I don't understand that. I don't understand the logic behind it. Is it like, oh, you see my dick and I'm like, you don't. I got a homeboy that do it. He told me the reason why he do it is because he said he has a big ass dick and that when she see it, she going to want to fuck it. That's not, but if you talk to women, that's not what they said. <laughs> and that's why I don't understand that. I'm like, do these guys actually talk to women? Because I don't think so. If you talk to them, because you got to think, how many niggas is doing this? So you might think that, that goes into a whole nother conversation of like guys who be thinking that they shit is the biggest and the women who be thinking that they have the best pussy. That's oh, a whole yes. nother thing. Yes. Like, if you talk to these women, they will tell you all kind of super big shits they've seen, and they've seen little ones, whatever the case. They don't really want to see none of it. Like, unless it's somebody <laughs> that they want to fuck with, and they're sending it to them, then it's a different story. But if it's outside of that, they don't want to just see a brand. Like, I didn't even know your name, fam. Like, you just yeah. sent me a dick. Like, I don't even know what you look like. You're like, Bruh, and let's... Like, I don't get it. Bruh, let's be honest. A woman's body is beautiful. That shit like a work of art. Mm-hmm. Don't know, but don't no woman want to see no damn dick, bro. Ain't nothing beautiful about no dick. It's a dick, not and not random dick. And that's what they. That's what women are saying. They don't want to just like stop with the unsolicited dick pics. Like they want to see dick pics, but they want to see it from the guys they want to see it from. Yeah, and you ain't that. Like you just you didn't. If you look at this man's inbox, this man didn't sent damn. 30 girls dick pics in a day. Like, <laughs> stop. Stop it, bro. You have an addiction. You have an, an impulsion that you need to get under control. Like, bro, can you picture a nigga just in the room in the dark just mass texting the dick it's like one. It's like one of these motherfuckers is going to get off. It's like, it's not. But does it work, though? Like, I, if it worked, then I guess I can't really knock it. Um, but it shit kind of seems weird. My homeboy that does it, it works for him sometimes. Okay, well. What's but, the quality of woman that you getting from that though? Oh, some trash. Yeah, it's all oh, okay. But uh, but he said his uh his shooting average is like some J.R. Smith shit. <laughs> like what's J.R. Smith? Uh, <laughs> so a different duck than J.R. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Uh, New York Knicks Jr. <laughs> The the J.R. Smith that that went <laughs> that went in the in the press conference and said, I'm gonna just keep shooting. <laughs> that J.R. Smith. Oh, the one no. where uh what was that game? It was a game where J.R. Smith was like two for nineteen. I remember those numbers for some odd reason. 
he was like two for 19. And they was like, uh, so JR, at what point were you shooting and realized you was in the slump but mm. kept shooting? At what point did you realize that, that you should probably stop? He said, oh, no, nah, shoot or shoot. I, I remember that shit. Yeah, he like, said, like, no, nigga, no. <laughs> JR should have stopped, and y'all niggas with these dick pics need to stop. <laughs> to stop it, bro. Like, I don't know, man. I mean, people people going to do what they want to do at the end of the day, but that shit weird to me, in my opinion. And like I said, if you talk to women, because I, I, I mean, I, I, I like talking to women because I like asking their opinion on stuff. If you just talk to guys all day, then you will have a warped view of women, unfortunately. Yeah. You got to talk to both sides. Uh, you got to listen to both sides, talk to both sides. Like, I, I always kind of take bits and pieces from every, you know, every side and, and you know, kind of just apply my own uh, level of thinking behind that. Bro, uh, I actually got, like, two more things uh, I want to talk to you okay. about. Because I know we've been on here almost two hours. <laughs> okay. But I still got two things I want to talk to you about. All right. First thing, I just, I, I really just want to get your opinion because I want to know what you think. Um, how you feeling about this metaverse situation? That they're building online. I've actually been doing some research on it. Um, not that I was necessarily personally trying to invest in it, but trying to figure out what it's all about. Um, so one of the things I was researching on was the real estate of it and people actually buying real real estate inside of the metaverse. And uh, I seen like what they were saying, like, you know, these people can like make businesses in there. Um, I, I'm guessing it's going to be like online vendors or something like that. That's mm-hmm. what they're trying to work up towards. And it's going to be... Uh... I can't pronounce it right. Uh, Ethereum. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the cryptos, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You're gonna use that instead of actual paper money. Oh. Okay. See, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So, so is that how they're buying the real estate now? With that, they're not buying it with real money. Oh, uh, I think they're buying they're buying it with real money. Well, you know, crypto is real money. Well, yeah, I see what yeah, you're saying. They're but... buying it with uh, U.S. currency. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. But um, like, actually, in there, um, this is my. I did love it, and uh, please don't uh, lose your thought. But mm-hmm. my idea of it, excuse me, is that it's going to be like like Sim City, and like okay. we're all going to have these ellipticals or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. opticals, whatever it's called, uh, Oculus Rift. Or whatever. Oculus, yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. Mm-hmm. We're going to have those on, and it's going to be like a real world, but just inside a virtual world. So basically, like it's going to be like, you know, man, Stan, you trying to hit the club tonight? And you so like, yeah. Because I did see something like that said that, I was going to say, this shit is low-key going to be like the Matrix. Yeah, the Matrix. That's that's a better one. See, I be thinking Grand Theft Auto, but everybody be saying the Matrix. Because if you think about it, you have your physical presence, but your mental is what's projected into the mm-hmm. Matrix. And they do it with the thing. You're doing it with the Oculus. Correct. And then you're recreating your image into that. So, like, I guess you can create, like, your sim or... The yeah. Grand Theft Auto Avatar so, or whatever in there. Me and you gonna go to the club and first first we're gonna turn up. So in real life, you gotta go to work, I gotta go to work. We gotta buy a crypto and we buy another crypto so we can go out tonight, which is Saturday night, right? We about to turn up on the game. So me and you, we're gonna decide who we are on the game, and you either gonna be a drinker or not a drinker. We kinda gonna be role playing, pause. But okay. <laughs> we're going to be role playing. So on the game, you're going to be the aggressive drunk, and I'm going to be uh, the hardcore drinker that's taking 100 shots. So, uh, okay. You following me so far? Okay, yeah, I'm following you. All right, so we just brought a bottle. We just went half on a bottle, which was probably like a coin. 
Okay. We went half on that. Now we're going out. They charging a coin to get in the club. We pay our coin, our half a coin, whatever it is. We pay it. We go in there, and we decide we're going to start getting some chicks. So, you know what I'm saying? We in there buying drinks. Then at the end of the night, we probably get some ass. And, but it's real virtual ass. So we're going to have to use a toy on ourselves with the girls so we can get off. <laughs> oh so because God. they're not going to be able to simulate real sexual sexual experiences like that. So we got to use a okay. toy. So then at the end of the night, it's time to go to sleep. Uh, you, you're you going to go to sleep. You're going to take it off. And you're going to wake up in the morning and go to your job that you hate. In real life. In real life. And can't wait to get off so you can get back on this VR. That's how I'm viewing it. We are playing with some dangerous stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that was a crazy way I explained it, but, but you that's right. how I'm because, doing it, bro. Because then that goes from intention and human nature. And what you just described is human nature. Uh-huh. Because intention, I could cut like watching some of the stuff I watched with the investing in real estate and owning properties and stuff in there, uh organizing meetings, like like they were saying like companies even have business meetings on there. Like instead of you just join in Zoom or a Teams meeting at work. Everybody jumps on the Oculus and they can see each other. Even though you can see each other in the meeting on, on like you know, webcam, but it's like it's different because it's like we're all next to each other, especially with this whole COVID stuff going on. But that is intent, and then it never goes with intent because humans are humans. And we are disgusting creatures, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> and people are going to, they're going to, uh, yeah. Now, I, I got a question, because you, you you mentioned about the sex thing. So you said, like, I guess, like, the guys and how they sex toys, the women and how they sex toys. But... You keeping it on, though. Who? What are you watching? Like, what are you seeing happening inside of the game? Like, you, are both avatars, like, my avatar having sex with hers? Uh-huh. And y'all kind of navigating in like a video game. So kind of like this. I don't know if you ever seen this old movie. Me, me and my brothers actually used to watch it all the time. It was called Demolition Man. I seen with that. Wesley yep. Sykes mm-hmm. and Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. So for the people, let me explain what the movie is. The movie is about uh, Sylvester Stallone plays a police officer who uh, actually makes a decision to get some kids. Uh, kilt in the building, but he makes it on accident or whatever. Okay. Wesley Snipes plays this wild, crazy ass outlaw that tricks this nigga into the kids dying. And this nigga Wesley Snipes got like a fucking gold high top fade and he get wild as fuck. So in this world, the punishment is not prison because they figured out, you know, prison is um is uh, cruel and unusual, <laughs> which is true still to this day. And this movie came out in the fucking 90s. But um, uh, instead of sending them to prison, they actually freeze them. And f- getting frozen is actually isn't like the death penalty. The death penalty is getting banned to the underworld. You know what's funny? I, go ahead. Finish what you just Because you saying that, my brain went somewhere. Yeah. So, um, and this this movie is, is, is before its time. Yeah, like, it really was. Before its time. I agree. So, let me get to the point. The funniest scene in the whole movie, the girl, I forgot her name, the girl, is it the lady from The Longest Yard? I mean, not The Longest Yard, the uh, the football movie where she adopted a boy? I think it's Sandra Bullock. I think Sandra it's Sandra Bullock. Bullock. Yeah, Sandra I think Bullock it's her. It. Yep, that's her. Okay. 
she, you know, she looking fine as hell. She green as a motherfucker. She goes up to uh, Sylvester Stallone, who was a sex symbol back then, goes up to him and goes, you trying to have sex? And he goes, hell yeah. And he gets <laughs> she said, okay, let me go get ready. She goes to the back room. My nigga started taking his clothes off. They just left dinner. And in this world, Taco Bell is like a five-star restaurant. They had Taco Bell. He takes his clothes off. He's getting ready. She comes out with this fucking Jumanji-looking-ass board. And uh, she's like, come on, let's get it. And he's like, what the fuck is this? And she's like, it's, put your headset on, silly. Put the headset on. He's closed his eyes. You know, he's, he's in the simulation. And all these weird ass shit is coming up, and he's just like, oh, oh, oh. He takes it off and goes, what the fuck is that? And she's like, it's sex. And he was like, when you said sex, I thought you were trying to, you know, do do uh, do the big kombucha or whatever the hell you said. <laughs> and she was like, ew, that's disgusting, Sally. We don't do that anymore. That's transferring flu. That's transferring fluids and da 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 da. That's how I feel about the VR shit. I feel like that's where we're going. Cause you think about it, man. Sex is nasty. <laughs> we, excuse me, not we. I sound like a uh, like an elementary schooler, but like, sex is nasty, man. You do it like this; it's a lot cleaner. You can have you a little suction toy that 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 you know catches the fluids. It's real clean, no STDs. People living longer. But then, what does that do with the human race? Because how do we? Well, oh, we never mind. Because I already know, bro. I, I, know gonna where, I know where I know where that's gonna go. Because what we gonna do in real life? Yeah. Because I, I ain't gonna lie. Everything I'm just stuff is kind of already going in that direction. Uh, the conspiracy theory, and I'm not a conspiracy uh, a conspiracy theorist, but people are saying the pandemic was arranged to prepare us for this, mm. so it'd be an easier transition because we already in the house. I don't know if it was arranged or not, but I will say that it has presented a lot of opportunities that they probably didn't know was possible. They might have thought about before, but seeing it work in real time probably has presented a lot of possibilities and stuff. Like, for instance, a lot of these meetings with teams and, and all this other stuff where, you know, most of the time you just go in the boardroom or whatever the case. Um you're seeing a lot of that now, and it's a lot of less human interaction and more virtual interaction. And, uh, I mean, even, like, the versus thing. Like, the versus, they've been getting yeah. to the point where they're still doing versus, even though people can go back and do concerts now. They're still doing versus. I mean, you know, I mean, they turned money it, behind it now. Yeah, they turned it into, you uh, know, it's concert. not the same thing now, but, yeah. But still, it's just, like, just even the concept of it still being the thing where it was really just a, hey, we locked up in the house, boy, let's play our music. And now it's turned into a, you know. So, um, what I was going to say was, there's always going to be censorship and everything. Correct. And one of the things uh, you, you brought up when the demolition, man, I was thinking of, instead of Facebook jail, they're going to make some type of virtual jail where your account is banned and you literally in jail. Like, when you, like if you try to sign on, you might be in jail on that motherfucker. Like, you, you can only see everybody else doing everything. That should have drive people crazy because yeah. then niggas gonna want to go to jail in real life. <laughs> yeah, it will. And man, do you know how I many like in the gaming community when people accounts and shit get banned, they be wilding about that shit. Like they really be like, be "Oh my god, line, please un unban my account." Nigga be like, "I was a ninety. I was a slasher. I had the handles package. I had just woop de woop de woop." I'm like, "Bro, it's a game, bro." 
Relax. Imagine you done spent five thousand on property in the metaverse and you get uh playing Facebook or MetaGen, I guess is what they're gonna call it. Imagine that. Because it's linked to your account, right? So uh -huh. you spent five thousand on property and you did some wild shit in the party and it bent and it went against their terms of services, because it's gonna be terms of services. Terms of service for any corporation. And and, and they they put you in meta jail for 30 days. And you like, I done spent all this money on this stuff and now y'all got me not even being able to use my account or every time you put your Oculus on and you in there, you in, you might be in a jail with a bunch of people in there and they can't do shit, but just look outside and see all the other shit everybody else doing. You can't interact with none of it. You try to go on it and it's access denied. It, it could turn into a lot of stuff, man. Like, I don't know, bro. It's going to be interesting. Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily, I don't know if I want to really go down that road, like myself investing and in getting into it. But I, I, as somebody who is engaged in technology, I'm definitely keeping my eye on it, like just to see what's going on. I was just in Walmart the other day and I was about to pull the trigger and buy one. Because actually I went up to the guy because I brought some AirPods. Mm -hmm. I went up to the guy and I was like, yeah, can you use some headphones for me? He said, yeah, absolutely. As soon as I uh, put these up, and he had them in his hand. And I looked down at the price tag, and it said two ninety nine. I said, "Damn, that's actually pretty cheap for those." For real? Yeah, them shit's normally like four, five, six hundred for the for the Oculus. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know they was that expensive. Oh yeah, they get expensive, bro. Mm, I didn't know that. Well, these was two ninety nine, and I was like, um, "I should pull the trigger on this and go ahead and get some." But I'm I'm just a little nervous, bro. I'm I'm nervous about getting in there and like, bro. First off, I've never been big on Sim City. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. I played Grand Theft Auto. I played Grand Theft Auto, but so, but the online thing was a little too weird for me. Like I still can't think of the word I'm thinking of. But like you know, you can go to T Grizzly Jane, or you can go to Soldier Boy Jane, yeah, and like they be kind of role playing. And the role playing there, thing is, is just a little uncomfortable for me. It went from what everybody was doing online before, like you know, do your missions or whatever. To now, that has become probably like 80% of the Grand Theft Auto community online. And I haven't played online in a long time either. But every time I hear somebody talk about it, they always talk about the role-playing thing. And I see it online with T. Grizzly and other rappers and other you know people who we... They be in real games. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, bro. Bro, I refuse... To spend a second of my life on a video game listening to Big Draco at Gangster on a headset and Gangster on the game, and then I gotta get on YouTube and watch this nigga walk around his big ass house and at Gangster in his house. Right. I just refuse to do that. There's real life consequences even behind the virtual shit. So all I'm gonna say is don't get too invested that you forget what real life is because real life still exists. Niggas gonna be getting evicted because they on the game. But it's also gonna be motherfuckers in the metaverse that's getting real money. <laughs> Absolutely. That's gonna be the weirdest thing. But where would the but see that's the problem. Unless you buy into it early now, it's gonna become another society that we live in now where there's a one percent and everybody else is kind of falls somewhere like under that. I think that's what's being built right now. It, I mean, there's a lot of... I've, I've heard multiple people say that they bought so much property in the metaverse already. And it's because still in its beta phases at this I point. Might, I might be wrong, but I forgot. I think metaverse is the name. That's just the name for Facebook's version. 
Oh, I didn't know there was going to be multiple versions. Yeah, that's just the name of the Facebook version. But since Facebook uh, brought into it first, we're all calling it the metaverse. Got it. Hmm. So you're saying Twitter might have their own version of it. I think the overall thing is called, it's, I forgot, it, it, it's just like VR. But like Facebook's is the metaverse, just like Snoop Dogg has one where you can buy property in Snoop Dogg's. Now that okay, now that opens up a different conversation, and um, yeah. I wonder how that's gonna work. Hmm. And these are, are these things gonna be subscription based? I think they're still working it out right now. And like Snoop actually just had a concert and his shit. And like you had this to pay is gonna be interesting. I ain't gonna lie, it's interesting, bro. bro. Did you see um, the Brooklyn Nets? The Brooklyn Nets, they. Uh, you can uh, not even the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets had is the only team in the NBA right now that has the technology of a uh, VR game plan. So basically, they have like thousands of cameras inside the arena that follows the players, and you're actually going to be able to view the game on court as the players view the game. But you can already buy tickets and watch real live games in the metaverse. This shit crazy, bro. Wow. This shit is crazy. Now, here's another thing I have a question about. I I, I know we you probably ain't mean for us to go on this long with this topic. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah, this is fine. Um, I've been wanting to talk about this without the, the conspiracy theories. So, you got the <laughs> Oculus. Because it, just like you said, there's multiple, I guess, worlds or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. There's other, other headsets. Mm-hmm. So, the Oculus is one of them. And I think that might be Microsoft's. PlayStation or Sony, they have their own as well. What's um, it called? Do you know? It's called PSVR. PSVR. Okay, okay. Just, I've seen that before. So they just had the, the technology conference. Might have been, I don't know if I've seen that. I can't remember which one it was. But it was like a few weeks ago. And they just unveiled their next one that's coming out. The next one that they're coming out with, um, it has a refresh rate of 90 to 120 hertz. Now, I don't know if you ever walked in Best Buy and seen a, t- a TV that has 120 hertz. That shit looks like you can walk through that motherfucker. Like, the Iron Man. Remember when Iron Man came out? That's <laughs> Like, that. anytime you walk into any Best Buy showroom in the country, if you walk into Best Buy showroom, they always have the 120 hertz TVs up there. And it's night and day from the regular stuff that you'll see in, like, Walmart or whatever. So, these, the, the headset is going to display picture quality that's equal to that. On a fucking headset, though. Um, they already... Uh, Sony have already has the 3D audio. So I actually have the headset because I have the PS5. Mm-hmm. And this shit is so crazy to where they can step with their left foot, like on a puddle of water, and I will hear it resonate in the left ear or whatever. The controller does the same thing. So the controller that they have with it, like... Let's say there's like ice and they're slipping on the ice. You can feel like the ice crackling like under the controller. It's it's insane with like the whatever innovation Sony is doing. I'll be interested to see how they introduce that. That's exactly what I was talking about with the uh, simulation, and that's why like you know there's no way to simulate sex unless that's when I said the toy thing. And I'll be interested to see if Microsoft and because they they might just lease out to like third party mm-hmm. vendors because they don't necessarily want their name directly associated with that. 
but they'll have the the compatibility for it. So yeah, I mean they could definitely lease out to third party gonna, companies. This is about to get real interesting, bro. Next, the next two, three, four, five years, it's definitely gonna be interesting. I'm excited. I I, I mean <laughs> I like I love I love innovation, so I want to see where it goes. But I know humans is going human shit. I'm not. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not pulling the trigger yet. But I'm excited. I'm ready to see who's going to be the bank robbers. Who's going to be? I'm about to say the hackers. Today. The hackers is about to go ham. They bro. finna go because crazy. A lot of people don't know this crypto shit started with scammers and hackers, bro. Like crypto used to be a currency for the black market. Yeah, that's what people use in the black market because when and it's know, been around for a long time. Yeah, like, yeah. But yeah, bro. I ain't, I ain't gonna hold you forever. I just gotta uh, ask you about one more thing. Okay. I love that metaverse topic we just did. That was dope. Yeah, that was dope. <laughs> I you taught me a lot of new stuff. I didn't know about it. I gotta I gotta get back on my clip shit. I'm, that's definitely gonna be a YouTube clip though. But um, battle rap. How you been feeling about battle rap? You the battle rap guy, bro. I'm sorry. You the I, battle rap guy. Uh, I gotta talk to you about battle rap. So what part of the battle rap do you want to talk about? Just in general. Um, how you feel about uh, where they went right now? Because I'm going to just tell you a take that I have personally, mm-hmm. and I want you to speak on it a little bit. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not the biggest battle rap guy. You already know I'm a Hitman Howard fan. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Sue Surf, I kind of been fucking with Sue Surf because, you know, main my guy. And that's his favorite battle rapper. Um, this is my recent take about battle rap. And I haven't even told anybody this recently, and I meant to tell it to main. But um, I, I view battle rap the same way I view... UFC fighting. And let me tie those two together. It's a sport which um, you're doing a lot of work and it takes a lot of skill and talent and preparation to do. And I'm, I'm still speaking on both. It takes a lot of skill and preparation to do and you're super underpaid for it. Yeah. I, prior to COVID-19, I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. So this caffeine deal, how much do you, do you know a lot about the caffeine deal? Oh uh, no! Nah. All right, so the caffeine deal was brought about by Drake. Drake brought uh, URLs. Heard caffeine, about that? And they worked out some type of, I don't know if it's like a three sixty deal, but something along the lines of that. So what has happened essentially is caffeine pretty much has majority of URLs live or they own all of their live content. So any so where before they would use like uh watchbattlelive.com where mm-hmm. you pay for pay per view and all this stuff, they don't do it anymore. Caffeine owns all of that. Mm-hmm. So they don't get none of the pay per view money. However, uh URL has built their own uh their own app uh that you can download like on your phone, tablet, uh T V and you can watch the battles on that. But then with them doing that, they've moved away from YouTube. So now their videos aren't on YouTube. So I say all that to say when it comes to the money thing, the way that they were paying the battle rappers for the most part prior to caffeine in the URL TV app, they were paying them off of door sales and they were paying them off of more or less what they were getting off YouTube. And, you know, you get a million views on a battle, you know, you go figure how much, you know, you mm-hmm. might make off that uh, that video. Now, caffeine has some type of structured deal because of the way that the live stream, you know, they have the live stream, they have the kind of the thing where I was talking about earlier with the YouTubers who get the donations, they have it to where people can buy, um, they can buy like stickers or I can't say call them like super chat. So it's Uh like, it's like a highlighted message or whatever. You can only comment 
on the live events and stuff if you pay for like whatever sticker or whatever um so every time somebody wants to comment or whatever they're they're literally buying money to to speak on that app or whatever and there's a lot of people that do it so caffeine gets all of that exclusive uh streaming and and then uh of course all the donations and stuff and they work out that with URL on how they pay the battlers. So now you got battlers who probably were making five thousand dollars a battle, making like twenty five thousand dollars a battle now. You I got people know like Sue Surf who's probably making like fifty thousand dollars a battle. Sue Surf said he made almost uh, half a million in battle rap last year. I see. I didn't know this. I yeah. wasn't up on game. I thought they were still getting underpaid. Yeah. See, like I said before, caffeine. So, so I agree with what you were saying. It, comparing it to UFC, it was it just like UFC business model prior to caffeine. Caffeine kind of brought it and made it like WWE. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So I was wrong with my take, man. No, you're still right though, in a sense, because that's just the URL. KOTD and them don't operate under caffeine, so they're still operating like the UFC. Um, I think K- KLTD recently signed a ditch, uh, deal with Twitch, though. So they're kind of, well, it's not as big because, you know, KLT, they don't have the biggest brand as URL. URL, you've seen them everywhere. Like, I drove in Atlanta and I seen a fucking URL billboard in downtown Atlanta with Geechee Gotti and, uh, and Rum Nitty on front of it. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, I ain't never think Battle Rap would get this big. That's in fucking downtown Atlanta and, like, like, by, like, the fucking W. It's a big ass billboard with battle rap on it. Like that's crazy, but um, but yeah, like there's a lot of so I would say battle rap in the whole is still operating under like that UFC kind of model, but UFC but URL have kind of broken away from that and now they're with caffeine and they kind of operate like the WWE. See, I need to know that information. Um, I also want to know who's your favorite battle rappers right now. Do you are you still like big fans of the older guys or some of these newer guys like giving attention <sighs> now? Newer guys are clipping people up. Hitman is still a sure thing. K Sean is still my guy. That's like one of my favorites. Um Sue Surf. Honestly, Sue Surf wasn't one of my favorites back in the day. He is now though. He murdering like, shit right now. Yeah, so. oh my god, last year was insane. Insane. I still like Calico. I know a lot of people don't they, yeah. I, because Calico Kind of gives you a, like a almost a vintage battle rap feel, mm-hmm. like it's still real gutter and stuff like that. Where kind of the guys go more into like the intricate raps and stuff. He like straight up like I walk up blow your fucking brains. Like I like that shit still. <laughs> um, Geechee Gotti is one of the newer guys. Uh, this is a guy called New Jersey Twerk. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorites. Uh, Rum Nitty. Um, this guy named Easy to Block Hackman, bro. Matter of fact, he's in the new uh, um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air uh, joint that they got coming up. For real? Yeah, he didn't make. That's what I'm saying. Caffeine that really put these niggas like on yeah, the whole they taking niggas off. Yeah, this nigga. I, like I was watching the trailers just one day and I was like, Easy Block Captain on there. I was like, what the fuck? Like that's crazy. <laughs> but like he just kind. Of, they say he been around for a while. I just heard of him during like probably 2019 with. Uh, with the uh pandemic shit, yeah, caffeine. This nigga is clipping up damn near everything he battled, bro. Mm. So I don't know, man. They talking about him battling surf. I want to see it. I want to see it because uh, about that too. Like he was on Rex, Rex and Kayshawn. He was on their neck, bro. Like I was like, it's supposed to be a rookie versus some veterans. It don't look that way though. That nigga look comfortable talking to them yeah. niggas any kind of way he want to talk to them. So uh, you know, 
But that's my guy. Gitchy Gotti is like he just clipped up Lux play. Like pretty badly too. Like he he got Lux out of there. He's talking I ain't never heard nobody talk like talk to Lux the way that he did. Like he ain't give a fuck about Lux status. None of that. Like, he like nigga. <laughs> Lux supposed to be the uh the uh, URL guy. Too, yeah. Right? And he yeah. made him look regular as fuck, bruh. Like it was not to mention, um, I don't know if you know, but he battled Rum Nitty in front of Drake. This is before Drake actually. So Drake actually made. Yeah, wasn't a card. Drake supposed to give somebody some money? If the, oh, so they had a hundred thousand dollar tournament, and because he was so invested in their matchup, because they made it to the top of the tournament, Gucci got in Rum Nitty. He dropped an extra fifty bands on that, and these niggas is in the same group, so they split that shit down the middle, no matter who won. At the end, after they battled like a regular battle, you couldn't tell that they was like really that like close. Like they were saying whatever what they wanted to each other, again, personal, all that stuff. They gave the fans a show, and they was like, all right, who won? They, I think that shit was like tied all the way up to like they went off camera, and one of them won by like one vote. It was that close. But them niggas was like, man, we splitting that shit, bro. Like they was like, we already went into it like. Weeks before this, saying that we was gonna split, but we weren't gonna tell everybody else that. We wanted to get everybody to show. That's real, it. bro. I like shit like that, yeah. bro. Because you still put on the show, and you, you still know. came away with seventy five racks a piece. <sighs> All battle rap. That's off of one event. And them doing that made both of their names like big to the point where Geechee's battling like low deluxes in them now. Like you know, and he's probably making close to that seventy five. Per battle now. He probably making 50 per battle now. Yeah, 75, one event. I got excited because I made $1,500 off a wedding. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> So and, and this nigga, Geechee Gotti, the other difference with these younger niggas, they're younger. Yeah. Like, well, he's not that young, but he's younger than them. But he ain't been doing it so long, so he's not as tired. This mm. nigga will battle every three weeks. If you making 50000 every three weeks, bro, I'm just saying. You good. But yeah, bro. Um, is it is there anything you want to say before we get off about like anybody that was going through your situation or you know anything like that? I'm gonna say this, man, because I said some earlier, and I don't want that to get lost in translation. I'm not suicidal. Like I've never been suicidal. I think there's a difference between being suicidal and feeling like you're just so exhausted that you don't want to do anymore. That's where I was. And I'll probably say, honestly, for like the last six months, I've dealt with that. And it's been off and on, but it, like the last two months was where it really, really hit his head. And, um, you know, like going to sleep at night and feeling like you don't care if you wake up or even sometimes even hoping that you don't wake up. You don't, you don't, don't, don't let it get to like be that point. Like talk to people, talk to your friends, uh, you know, go out, do the things that you enjoy. If you find yourself stuck in this loop, cause that's where I was at. And like listening to what Slim said kind of awoke me from that loop. Um, but if you get to that point where you feel like you're literally doing the same thing every day and you're just existing, you're not actually living, uh, Try your best to try to recognize that when it's happening and bring yourself out of that. And find if, if you find one thing that gives you joy, live on that. Still do all the other stuff you need to do to survive and, and make it through life. 
but find that one thing that you find just pure enjoyment in. It's not necessarily you have to be productive and allow that to be what you fall into when things get a little bit too overwhelming. That's what I would say. That was a great message. That's another clip, too. <laughs> but, yeah, bro, appreciate you doing this pod with me, dog. No problem. Uh, you already know we're going to do another one, bro, because uh, people need to hear that type of stuff, especially for somebody going through what you're going through. But appreciate y'all for listening, man. We out. All right, y'all be easy.